Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, Jill, Joe, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes. My eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E. O-N.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Hi, Sue. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm great, but I'm looking at two garments. Yes. What, what's going on? Well, that's typically the way I work. Sue made two dresses and spent $400 or whatever it was. I don't even know what she knew what she was gonna do. That's how I work. I'm just like, okay, I'm not gonna flip out because something's gonna come through my little head. I chose black simply because the silk ties were much more striking on the black than on the red. But I do like this idea, which I've just started tackling, about having a sort of exoskeleton. Sue's look looks like a bunch of ties trying to attack a dress. I see this tremendously long train. I could cut down the train, for so sure. Get still on have it. a lot of work to do, but at least... Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, here I go. Thank you. All right, I'm on it. <laughs> Thank you. Lovely, lovely listeners, welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I'm Patricia. Yay, welcome back, uh, my fresh-faced and season 12 fresh-eyed friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so happy to be back with you, listeners. Um, It's been a couple weeks, so really, really wonderful to be back in the workroom with you all again. And... um, to remind you all up top that we love, love hearing from you. So please keep keep sending in all of your questions and gossip and your rants to us at intheworkroom at gmail.com. And it's I in the workroom at gmail. And also join us on Instagram at the workroom podcast or on Facebook with the wonderful community on there at facebook.com forward slash the workroom. And also the link to our cheat sheet is in the show notes and um, they are listed in runway order. So of course those are the final looks of the runway um, that the designers will make. And we can follow on, You can follow along with us with a visual if you're not looking at the show in the background. So, and also for our wonderful Patreon patrons, we just dropped a bonus episode over there, continuing our, a stitch in time adventure with Nalen. So we just went through the third episode um, uh, and just such a wonderful, lovely, lovely conversation about um, just uh, one of the things that's my favorite thing about this is that Nalen has so much to, to offer up in their brains. <laughs> and so um, so just a, a teaser, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, Nalen went on a wonderful tangent about leather. So yay. All right. So, okay, Patricia. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are 
we are right off the heels of a very dramatic and emotionally charged episode. And unfortunately, you got another one of the most dramatic moments of the season and also i'm just kind of wondering if you'll get the next one Uh oh yeah there's there's more (laughs) oh no (laughs) so uh so off podcast i'm like i apologize to patricia and in my head i'm just like oh i'm so sorry (laughs) for all the drama and uh yeah but but since it's been an episode any any thoughts so far? Uh, you know, any anything that you would like to add about episode three and <laughs> your face? Unless you want to integrate it into our conversation for this episode, what would yeah. what what would be better to do? Yeah, like I, I think we'll just keep it integrated. But I'll say one thing: I yeah. did not like. I was so horrified initially with some of these people. Mm-hmm. I I didn't want to be right. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That's sort of like my general feeling is. I did not want to be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in, in terms of the, of, of what you called, uh, so I'll say that it, it will lead us into the very beginning of this episode that actually begins at the end of mm. this episode. And for any Bravo fans out there, particularly I would say housewise fans, it's always a major foreshadowing when the episode starts at the end with a weirdly filtered screen or some, you know, some sonic distortion of the audio, or in this case, a dramatic walk down a hallway towards hollering voices. And you know, something big happened and that the producers and everyone who's in charge of the show is going to wring everything they can out of this dramatic footage. So, so here we are at the end and it opens on a conversation quote unquote between Helen and Sandro they're going at it and we have Ken jumping in the mix telling Sandro or Sandro to calm down to lower his voice Sandro starts flipping birds and cursing in Russian and yanking off his mic storming past the crew and you can see the crew's face. Uh, the faces of the crew is that uh, it basically uh, their faces read that this is a continuation. Um, they look very done. We lose a mannequin. The mannequin goes down without a fight. Um, he, st- he storms down to the lobby and out on the street. And then we cut to what looks like a gorgeous view of the Manhattan skyline from Long Island City, Queens. And the Chiron reads below, dun, 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 36 hours earlier dot 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 yeah so yeah right there I feel like completely baited as a viewer and I have to tell you if I had seen this when it aired I probably would not have watched this show again oh man and I I also let me say something else this is why I don't watch the what I call the drag show the the drag race gossip hour where they have the after show thing Mm -hmm. where everybody's just like airing out all their grievances and stuff I probably would not and it's not that I just, it, it all just feels so baiting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and digging for drama. And, and that does not make me feel comfortable to watch. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I don't need more drama in my life. I could be watching so many things. I could be like learning things as opposed to watching humans at their worst. If I want that, mm-hmm. I will just turn on the TV to watch the news or go outside and watch people react to each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so anyway, 
<laughs> no. Like, I I totally I agree. I would not have watched this show ever again. Probably when you met me and said, hey, do you watch that show? I said, never, yes, never. I can't be, I judged you for watching this show. But, yeah, it's really disappointing. But, hey. Yeah. You know yeah, it's a rough one. And and we'll, we'll, you know, again, we'll come back to it later because other the things that we we really want to focus on were happening at the same time as this meltdown backstage so um right so we were we rewind to 36 hours previous previous to that at the refinery hotel and it's an early morning it's a you know you would like to think that it's a jovial day but no it kind of continues this this grayness um and this gloominess because um we have Brayden, Alexander, and then Sandro reminiscing or kind of musing about um, the previous night's elimination of, of Timothy. And I think Brayden says something about Timothy. He's like, I think Timothy was relieved because he looked like he was about to break. And yeah, Alexander is like, well, he did break. And it's interesting that we're, we're, we're talking about this breaking after what we've seen. Uh, and also just wondering how true that must have felt in the workroom. But, you know, I, I, you know, I believe them. Um, and then we, we moved to the, I call it the, the girls room, the ladies room where we have, <laughs> we have Dom, Karen, Sue, I think all of them, <clears throat> I think uh, Alexandra is there too, but they're congratulating Helen because Helen uh, is so relieved that she that she won the last challenge with Kate and feels some redemption, and af- especially after nearly going home for such a an evening where debacle the um, the previous episode, and um, but she's she's thinking now that she's got immunity that she can take some risks, and the hope is is that she does take risks, not the risks that she had been taking, which were I think you characterize them correctly as self-sabotaging things mm. that you know those like little things that or those decisions that she was making that really were making her job so much more hard um yeah so and then we have the other boys room so there we have in here we have justin jeremy and ken and ken's getting ready in the mirror and goes like so how do y'all feel about timothy leaving and then jeremy goes I'm sad about my nan. She died last night. Oh, were you talking about Timothy? Well, I'm talking about something that actually matters. The loss Mm -hmm. of a significant person in my life. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yes. So I, because it's, uh, and I think they kind of like edited this together in a really weird way. But we learned that Jeremy's husband's grandmother passed away the night before. And he can't go to the funeral. And um, he's trying to keep, calm and carry on to the next challenge um he's like well you know there's not anything i can do i can't go to the funeral i can't go home um so so he's sort of going to be carrying that throughout the day we already know all right so now it's time to go back to the workroom and we find tim gunn standing next to a work table that's outfitted with a lot of ties like a bunch of bow ties on display and alex alexander describes him as a million billion trillion gazillion ties and i also noticed that ken is already in a bow tie and so is tim 
So as we were seeing Ken, Ken get ready in front of the Mary, Ken was putting on the bow tie he just wears just because that's just what Ken does. <laughs> yeah. So where do you think they got this idea from? Do you think they just randomly thought about and the reason why I'm asking, and mm-hmm. by the way, you don't have to answer it. Yeah. I'm just asking out loud. It's yeah. just because Ken actually has a bow tie tattoo. <gasps> yes, on his forearm. Like no, on one of the insides like right of the. There. Oh, that's no, right. right. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, on his chest. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so <laughs> like, did this give a producer an idea? Oh, look, this guy has a bow tie tattoo we should have a bow tie challenge you know i wonder i hope that there was an inspiration to that but i also hope that it had nothing to do with them (laughs) casting kim ken for this but i want i would like to think that it's a happy coincidence that let's then i will think that too yeah because i think what they probably did do was tell ken like so you wear bow ties you should wear a bow tie tomorrow just telling you no, no, I'm not going to tell you why, but just wear it. Trust us. Right? <laughs> See you there. So I feel like that's probably what they did. <laughs> Instead of like just completely spoiling the um, the challenge. But um, anyway, yeah, yeah. So they so they make their way into the workroom and covered covered in bow ties. Uh, or, the yeah, the, the station is covered in bow ties. And um, – Alexander makes a wonderful guess because he's like, man, if there are bow ties there, then, oh, my God, this is going to be a menswear challenge. What's happening? So we have Tim who opens it, it the, opens it up and intros us. And he's like, oh, guys, so <clears throat> remember in the scene they cut yesterday so they could double up the footage of Sandro losing his godforsaken mind? And I told <laughs> you all that I'd meet you in the workroom with a special guest. Remember that? You remember that, right? But the, the the watchers of this show don't remember that because they had to cut that out. So this special guest comes with some intro clues, all right? He's been nominated for Emmys, and he's an activist. Oh, and he's a star of Modern Family. It's Jesse Tyler Ferguson. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, JTF comes in uh, at the height of Modern Family show, at the height of his power as an actor, <laughs> wearing a yeah. bow tie that... Um, how you thought about how people were wearing bow ties uh, on the on on this segment? Because they didn't, you know, not that they have to match, but there's just something unsatisfying with the mixture of textures and and patterns that that was going on with uh with Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Tim Gunn. I kind of like Ken's bow tie way better than the other two in terms of like how they were wearing them yeah. with their suits. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a little too much, and you know they had to coordinate this, so they both. Right went with like i don't know it feels very campy this is the part of the show that feels very campy to me and that's fine i really Mm -hmm. like jtf (laughs) (laughs) um i i think i actually did watch that show basically for how they were depicting the queer couple Mm -hmm. um and i remember being really pleased with it yeah i thought it was fun yeah um but I think this is just a very over the head, like they're beating us over the head with, uh, on one hand, they're saying it's a bow tie challenge, but don't do this. Be inspired yeah. by this, but yeah. don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good one. Um, so we have JTF there with his with his bow tie on. And um, he starts by 
explaining that he has a line of bow ties called tie the knot that he started as a charitable foundation and all the proceeds of people purchasing these bow ties go to support um, the cause for marriage equality. So this is pre Supreme court decision. Um, And, and uh, yes. So, so Tim asks also if, if he can kind of like put them at ease, it's like, oh, right. So just let you guys know, this is not a menswear challenge. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, They're all relieved, of course. But um, so what it actually is, they're supposed to use these bow ties as inspirations for their look. And the bow tie is to be a departure. um, and, And they're supposed to incorporate at least one of the bow ties into their garment. They can use more than one, but they have to use at least one. And their, suge- their suggested budget is $200. Again, it's a one-day challenge. And um, JTF is going to be a guest judge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, what did you think about this challenge here also? I thought it was a great idea for a challenge. I prefer this challenge to the last week, this oh whole God. nonsense of yogurt, Coney Island, what people yeah. are saying. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I just thought that was way too much of a Japanese game show <laughs> twist to mainstream America that just did not go very well. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And actually, I, I thought about that because I think at the same time that this was airing, this is two years after there was a show called Samurai Sushi. Mm-hmm. That was a, an American show based on Japanese um, oh. kind of game shows and 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 where you have to do all of these things. So I wonder if, if that influenced the decision of this episode, if that episode being so out of control, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about it too. I'm like, man, this was so straightforward compared to last yes. week. There are no layers that they have to dig in and be like, Oh my God, what are all the rules to this? But relevant. Like, I don't know yeah. what about, what about going to like, um, I don't know, uh, find like fluffy things in a, um, in Coney Island, what does that? How does that get you to think about materials? How does that get you to think about design? It's very much just to have a challenge. Where I think this one actually, like, it really focuses the participants to really think about the shape of an object. Mm-hmm. It happens to be a bow tie, but what does it do? It has a shape. It has a purpose, a social purpose, and mm-hmm. a physical purpose. So that, to me, I find more useful for a fashion show as opposed to just kind of um the reality critters go walking on the boardwalk or something like that (laughs) yeah i'm just kind of yeah it's just sort of man just kind of like how they treat um what do you call it like unconventional challenges it's it's yeah it's just a lot it was a lot of work last week so um so yeah so so here they're given their marching orders and they're able to choose I believe all their bow ties from that display, which is why there are so many. Um, And they get 30 minutes to sketch. They go and they grab some bow ties. And um, we do get to hear a little bit about how some of the designers are responding to this prompt. And what I thought was interesting is hearing from Sue, who is, who sees this as a challenge because she's so used to working with, with larger pieces and because she she likes working with volume um, and and is struggling to see how she can incorporate ties into 
volume because she grabs quite a few and it's like, oh, uh, you only have to use one. So you could figure out, still figure out a way to make your work, but use one tie, you know, in a, in a very creative way. But she looks like she wants to use more than one. So there we yeah. go. And then we have Miranda. Okay. So I want to know if I'm being too tough on her because she goes, I'm going to create a blouse that has extra fabric up top here around my neck that you kind of sort of tie like a tie, but it's not really a tie. And I'm just like, please don't be describing a pussy bow. Mm. Is that what she, because it almost sounds like that's what she was describing. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because she kept going. (laughs) I was like, I think, I think you're describing something that already exists, but also, um, you know, it's okay. Great. Fine. All right. Great. Doesn't sound very innovative and that's okay. But I don't know if you under, okay. I would like to think that she's seen one before and she doesn't think that she's inventing the wheel. Um, anyway, so (laughs) then we go to Dom who is talking about her strategy, which is to incorporate the ties into the neck of the garment. And she's interested in the, um, the actual equal sign because when she when she heard the that marriage equality is the cause that um, tie the knot um, is advocating for, she thought about the equal sign and the graphic nature of that. So she was very strategic in the, what types of bows she got because she only got the ones with really bold stripes, um, and she wants to use bias tape to outline the edges of whatever it is she sh- she's going to put together in order to emphasize the graphic nature of the fabric that she wants to get, which I really enjoyed hearing that. Cause I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. That kind of all makes sense. And also you're just not grabbing at stuff. You're thinking about color or not necessarily color, but you're thinking about at least the graphic nature of it. And I would have liked to hear more of that from all the other designers. Just mm-hmm. saying. Of course. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So it's time to go to mood. Tim comes back in to stop them from sketching and transports them over to their next destination where they'll get 30 minutes. The suggested uh, budget is $200 that they're going to spend on their go bank debit card (laughs) or they can use their phone with the go bank app. Right. (laughs) So they have some choices there. So, all right. They're running out all over mood. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like, th- I, I thought that this was a pretty good visit. I don't know if you had any thoughts on and any any choices that the designers were making here. No, no, I thought it. Well, no, definitely not. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to look. Okay. Yeah. So. So, so there was one, one thing about Kate, actually, because I think they followed her right off the bat, that she was looking for a washed silk. So something that wasn't too pristine or that had like a little bit of natural wear to it that I thought was really interesting and a very specific choice to make. And, um, and also Brayden. Brayden's got tiger eyes. There's just like some kind of like predatory focus <laughs> 
in the way that he's, he's also a dancer. He has a very dancerly body, of course. But there was something about the way he was moving and the way he was looking where I'm like, oh, my God, like Brayden just sort of looks like like there's he's hunting fabric (laughs) and mood. So we all get to the cash register and we're seeing how much they're spending because go bank, go bank. And dun, dun, dun. We see Sue. Her total is, your total, Sue, is $404 and blah, blah, blah cents. And she's like, oh, 404 Okay, all right. That's good. That's not bad. And I'm like, what? It's crazy. Sue spent $400. Crazy. Um, before we leave, we do have a Swatch sighting. Swatch is asleep on one side. Yeah. And being very cute and adorable and aloof and uh, and dismissive. Wonderfully dismissive of everybody. It's great. It's just like un- unruffled by the chaos. You will make your own chaos, humans. It isn't irrelevant to me yeah swatch is like i watch the dailies i know to stay away from you guys you guys are you guys are bad all of y'all you're bad people yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right so um okay let's go back to the workroom and this is the time before before 10 comes in and does like 10 times stuff and um and we do we have we have conversations between uh, jeremy and and alexander and are kind of talking about the um the the challenge and and how wonderful this is and how jtf as jeremy puts it he's like it's so wonderful to have such a strong gay it's wonderful to have that have that here who's just a wonderful advocate for all of these things yeah blah 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 um but the twist is that not only is it great that they're having a challenge that is addressing um, gay marriage, LGBTQ, queer, um, queer marriage, and 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 in dealing with that, um, but Brayden had a premonition about this the day before. Brayden actually predicted the challenge, and they're like, "Yeah, can you explain what you told us last night, Brayden?" He's like, "Oh yeah, no, I just I just thought that, you know, we'll, we'll be dressing um, same sex couples who are getting married." I just, I just kind of think that's what I just had to thought that. Oh, that's that's what we were going to be doing. We're just going to be making wedding outfits for, uh, for, uh, for for same sex same sex couples. Um, okay, so so we have Sandro, um, and I think it just looks like a, a wonderment washed over his face, and I feel like he was like he was thinking about whether or not he should set. Brayden on fire because there's like this fe- the, 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 like this fear and it's like oh my god you're a witch and I'm like yeah <laughs> maybe Brayden is a witch but don't burn him at the stake Sandro like <laughs> he sometimes has dreams and it's fine but yeah but I thought that was a really fun little twist and also that Brayden's like yeah it happens from time to time um, <laughs> yeah Brandon's like yeah that's my life yeah I really like this montage of like the pictures of you know uh, Brayden and partner over 18 years. Oh my god! Yeah. So <laughs> adorable, so adorable. Are you? What's their story? Oh, they met. Okay, so what I remember from the episode is that Brayden was a dancer and the partner was an opera singer. Yeah. So yeah, and they've been together since. Since they were. Uh, so I guess they were, so he's 38 now. So they were 20 when they met 
and started dating. And I just wrote like really uh, bitter things in my notes. I was like, must be nice. That's great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so adorable. <laughs> but it is. No, it's, it's, it's just objectively wonderful. Um, but also, you know, this conversation between, I think this is where Brayden and Karen had the talk of, he's like, yeah, no, it's kind of insane that I can, we can go to the, we can go to the Czech Republic, uh, Czechos, you know, and, and get married there. And there are so many other places where you could get married before um, it was legalized here in the U.S. And, and also for them to be together for 18 years, it's like, yeah, no, when we're filling out forms. What do I fill out? I'm I'm not single. Am I single? I've been with the same person for 18 years. I don't we're we're not going to leave each other. We're not thinking of separating. You know, we're happy. So what is that? And he's like, "Yeah, no, no. You guys are you guys are partnered. You guys are are married." Um Yeah. Um anyway. So so yeah. Then we have um I mean we have Helen, Helen and Sandro, Helen wearing this blue denim bow tie. Yeah. Sandro playing with pink. By the way, I loved what you and Naylan came up with last week. Flaffy. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Like, I, I literally want to have a t-shirt that says, what the flaff from, from here on. <laughs> um, yeah. And this is where I start to just turn off. I just start to like ignore Sandro because Sandro starts to spiral into what into like the Zach Posen imaginary of Sandro land yeah I I, I, doesn't make any sense what I mean is Sandro just goes into like self-talk about what Sandro expects Zach Posen to say or what what Sandro projects mm -hmm. that Zach Posen will say and I don't understand why there's so much antagonism to Zach Posen because I mean, I don't know. We don't. We all we see is what we see. But you know, I don't. I don't. You know, Zach Posen has a very particular way of working with people. I'll mm -hmm. just say, but mm -hmm. they're not working together here. So I think it's just this weird kind of like unchecked macho rivalry. Um, I yeah. I don't know, but it's it's really off putting. Yeah, because I I thought it was actually. Kind of, I called it the tyranny of time. This huh. whole section, just because, hell, the the two of them were having what looked like such a wonderful, as Tim would say, a caucus. They were caucusing about materials and giving each other feedback in a respectful way, but but also warm because they are friends. And um, but it only took like that one little tweak of of a comp of another accompli accomplishment that did send him down that spiral and it's just unfortunate because uh you can't just move on from it like it it is it, it encompasses so many things and engrosses so much of the process and you know you spin around and you whirl other people into your bullshit essentially um yeah yeah but all this happens before before tim comes in and um Man, I, I think all these clips, because there's also another quick moment, I think, with Ken and Sandro, where they had just gotten their bow ties. And I, th I think Sandro came over to Ken's table and was just like, oh, I want those bow ties. And he was like, you can't have these bow ties. I have them. And it, it was like a laugh back and forth. But he was like, oh, I wish I'd grabbed those. And it's like, oh, these are mine. 
and you know still like really really fun very warm and such a contrast to what we know is going to come soon unfortunately yeah. so all right time for tim and this time i can just say tim because we only have one tim because timothy right gone. so that's that it's also gone. makes it easier all right so we have tim <laughs> gun in the workroom and um goes straight to dom and dom talks about her concept and how uh, marriage equality conjures up the equal sign for her and I actually had to go back and look at to see when this logo came up because around the time when the campaign for marriage equality was on 10, when it was making its way through all of the courts all over the country, um, the equal sign was a logo that went around on Twitter, but it's been around since 1995. So it, it, is something that I'm I'm I want to know if she knew that, um, but also it's it's kind of um, logical as well, and also no one else in the workroom thought of this, but I also mm-hmm. thought in terms of how Dom approaches her works, it makes a lot of sense um, too. Like she's just very anyway. Let's talk about this interaction. I really liked I liked this back and forth because Tim kind of kind of comes in and. Um, she talks about how she's going to use the piping outline to uh, around some of the dress. And Tim asks, like, oh, my gosh, why the piping? And she goes, I don't know. I just like it. But, I mean, she had a reason. But she's like, I don't, I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, she decides not to use it because she agrees with what Tim's saying. She's like, oh, I think it's it might be too much. And, you know, look look at it with, with this here and look with look at it without it. She's like, okay, it's lighter all right, that's, that's a decision made. I'm not going to do the piping. And then she also offers that she wants to make a jacket. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, and wonderful Tim Gunn points out, Hey, so I think your time's better spent in making this dress perfect because you're working with, uh, you're working with striped fabric. You're making a lot of different types of Chevron shapes and your stripes aren't lined up. So she, Totally didn't notice that. So it's so this is a, like a wonderful thing for Tim to come in and just notice that detail. Like, hey, so you're finishing. Um, this, this The design looks great. It's wonderful. The concept is solid. But uh, your lines aren't straight. And it's, I don't know, she took it in stride. And she's like, okay, great. I'll just, I won't make the jacket. If I have time, maybe I'll do it. But I won't. I'll pull back and I will make sure that all of my lines are straight. I like this interaction a lot too, and I and my and I sort of thought to myself, Helen, are you listening? Oh my gosh, Helen, oh my paging God. Helen, paging Helen. No, oh, <laughs> we will get to her. I think she's the last one. Oh my God. Yeah, but I have to tell you, I look at what Dom is doing, and typically I like what what Dom does. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when I watch these shows, I always think, okay, if I was a contestant, and you know, if I was if I was a contestant at my skill level, I wouldn't last beyond the first day. <laughs> So I always think, like, who would I gravitate towards? Who would I hang out with? Who would be yeah. my pals? Yeah. And I always think, like, well, from this group, it would be totally Dom, Justin, and Alex Pope. Oh, Those yeah. are the three yeah. that I probably would want to sit at Definitely. the table with <laughs> and chill with. So having that, that bias for Dom already, I looked at this and I thought, oh, Dom, why are you making, like, a Pan Am flight attendant girl? <laughs> Like, oh, I liked thinking about the the stripes and the equal sign. Yeah. I thought that was a really smart 
that was just a, an interesting thing that I liked. Yeah. Okay. This is why I love that you're fresh eyed on this because <laughs> I, yeah, no, it, it's because the silhouette and, and, you know, we'll talk about this later. The silhouette, because I, I do think that her construction is saving this silhouette, like and also saving it from going so retro into this like Pan Am cat, um, uh, territory. But in a way, it kind of saves her because she is doing something so complicated and probably she's worked with this pattern often. There's, there's nothing like, you know, uh, like, a, yeah, there, it's not a, a not a silhouette that can blow you away. It's not like a mind blowingly new or innovative way of working with with that. But um, yeah, the pattern is is really, really complicated. But I, yeah, it does. It does conjure up. A flight attendant outfit. <laughs> um, okay. Next we have Sue. And Tim is shocked. Shocked to see that Sue has spent her $400 on making two dresses. And Alexander's head chimes in. Sue made two dresses. She spent $400 on whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah, she did. She, she did. It's, it's uh and so she she intros this to Tim by saying, "Oh, this is how I typically work." And I'm like, "Well, all right. I we yeah. I don't think we've ever seen her work that way in in the workroom, but maybe she's just feeling comfortable enough to work the way she usually works, which sounds very expensive." And wow. yeah. I think what I took away from that is, "Oh, I just kind of feel my way through." I just kind of feel my way through. That's okay. what I thought she meant was I typically just like make it more than one thing. And then I mm-hmm. assess, I just drape. I don't know how to sew. I just feel my way through. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I thought um, that meant. The, uh, this yeah. is how I normally work. <laughs> no, I um, but I feel like, Oh, Oh, Sue, you're, you're at the level of thinking through, not feeling through, or at least incorporate some thinking into the feeling. So I was looking at this wondering what the heck is happening here. It's weird because she made a black dress and a red dress and because she was trying to see what made the, I think this is what she said. I wanted to see which made the bow ties pop more. And I'm like, that's something that you could have decided and moved. Bring the, bring the bow ties with you yeah, and then exactly. just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just bring them around compare like a sandwich. Compare and contrast. Yeah. On site. Done. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's. You know, yeah, no, that's all she had to do. But however her process is, she got to this point where she made a black dress and a red dress. And it looks like she just kind of like whipped them up. I I thought she kind of panicked, but um, I, 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 I really agree with what you were saying. Because my perspective is like she just kind of, she has no idea what to do. But that's also the part, that's part of it. Like she doesn't really mm-hmm. start with an idea. She just kind of gets there. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's okay, but I just think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, you just can't rely on that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, and I also think that it takes a lot of preparation to be able to work that way. Yeah. It takes a lot of preparation and thinking and experience and, and, um, deep knowledge of something in order to be able to work on the fly like that. And I, and I'm not saying this to, to put down Sue, but it just seems like um, like Sue's not there yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to discredit that approach, 
but I, I don't think I don't think Sue is ready to maximize that approach. And I say this as somebody who, if I was in that sewing room, I would not know either. Yeah. Um, but it's a little disappointing because I think that Sue probably has some creativity in there. But I think this, oh, this is the way I always work, is probably holding Sue back. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think that interaction with Tim was a very um, uh, was an exchange. It was just Sue almost being very defensive the entire time. Hmm. Like this is what I do. This is what I do. This is how I do. This is this is this, this is it. This is that. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I can cut it down. Yeah. But it felt very defensive to me. I would have to agree because it, you know, it, it's not like there was an out and out brawl or, you know, she didn't dissolve into the floor or anything like that. But, um, but it was sort of, yeah, it felt at the end that she really was trying to get Tim out of there. She's like, okay, all right. He was like, well, what about this? It's like, oh yeah, no, I just, yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's another thing that I do. It's like, okay, well, um, I see this is a tremendously long train. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I can cut this. I can cut this. Like, okay, you you have a lot of work to do. She's like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, Tim. (laughs) I'm on it. Bye. So anyway, so Tim leaves and goes over to Miranda. Um, And I saw a pussy bow on that mannequin. It's not a proper one, but it's close enough. And Tim first sees a jacket um loves the jacket and Miranda is explaining that she's uh you know this is how she's incorporating the tie-in and points at it and Tim gets so thrown off like has a visceral reaction <laughs> to that like mm-hmm. hatred and I'm wondering mm-hmm. what what pictures were going through Tim's mind when he looked at that outfit with a jacket that he really liked. And then when she tied that half tie around the neck that that he just was like, ah, I am so disturbed by this. He starts wringing his hands and it's like, you know, he's like the, there's a prim fussiness to this bow. Uh, It's conjuring up these feelings and it's just so, you know, you need to, I think, um, he was like, I, you need to add some pizzazz into it, some sex appeal. And I was like, where is God. Tim? <laughs> so, but, like, it really upset Tim so much. I don't think I've ever heard him say sex appeal or pizzazz. Yeah, in the right. Room. Well, normally, I think Tim's job is to tone people down. Yeah. And, and sort of like, you know, just toned down pizzazz but with Miranda by the way I'm just so sick of Miranda I was really disappointed in Miranda last week also in Timothy Timothy was like okay stop playing victim get up stop stop being a little special brat Mm -hmm. but I thought Miranda was just so mean and also just so um negative yeah and just so like out of control and I thought oh my god I'm it's like if you're going to diss your peer mm-hmm. on on their on their vision, spend more time thinking about your vision. Yeah, you know, and I think yeah. that's really frustrating to watch because it's like, okay, um, the lack of compassion is just unbearable. But I looked at this and I thought, okay, here's Miranda doing Miranda, le- learning nothing from feedback after feedback. I mean, you know, yeah. it's only episode 
before, but still it's like the same stuff over and over. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can just sort of see her. Okay. This is another thing. This, this is what happened with Timothy last week where Tim came over and gave some, some critical feedback and there was something in his eyes that communicated panic to Tim that we can't see on uh, that I couldn't see. I couldn't see from my vantage point as a viewer. And the same thing happens with Miranda where Tim gets in closer. I'm like, wait, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Like what's going on. And I can only imagine sort of whatever bodily reaction she was having to his critique. Tim, how was, he was like, okay, here more words. (laughs) I'm going to give you possess sex appeal is that helpful because you look yeah. like looks like you're going somewhere in your brain like you're you're leaving me i'm trying to bring you back and i'm thinking that he i don't know i would like to see if he i would like to see or wondering if he meant like modern or contemporary or cohesive i don't know or even this idea yeah. like i thought you were going this place with your with your jacket that's what he was thinking i thought you were going this place with this piece that i really love so much um and this this bow you're tying seems to be hindering that what you're trying to communicate. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like everything Miranda has designed so far, excuse me, that we've seen, I feel like it's in this weird territory of like um, old lady teenager or teenager old lady. And this is something that, and, and I'm saying I don't know why that, that makes me laugh. Because <laughs> it's such a contrast. Because are you are you thinking of like older ladies dressing as teenagers, or teenagers dressing as older ladies? What I mean is something about a teenager wanting to look um, older than they are and picking something they think is um, perceived as like just something more grown up. Oh. So they they kind of skip the adult part and they go straight for like the elderly. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to be like super sophisticated or you know like I'm not I'm a grown up or kind of kind of thing and defiantly dressing above their beyond yeah, their and, their wisdom. Right, but not knowing really how to dress for a modern person of their time yet, not knowing yeah. how to read that and yeah. going straight for grandma. You know, when I say straight for grandma, I mean exactly what what um, Miranda is giving us here, which mm-hmm. is this like dowdy, dowdy pattern. Yeah. Like with this jacket that has a little bit of like maybe oomph to it, but then there's no conclusion to that oomph. And then there's all these finishing touches that make no sense. I mean, and yeah. if you're thinking about a store, this is the kind of stuff. Okay. So I, um, I've never shopped at these stores because, mm-hmm. well, for many reasons, but I've been, I've tried to shop at stores like Strawberry, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and, and, that's like, <laughs> and that's what I mean by old lady teenager. Oh, it's like everything there. Yeah. It's yeah. like sparkly gown, sparkly yes. gown, you know, yeah. a pinstriped vest. And you're like, what? You know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes a lot more <laughs> sense. It's like, great. I've got my allowance. I'm going to go to Strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah something up. like that and I, yeah, I mean I, yeah. I'm not against those stores I've tried to like the few things that I was like oh maybe maybe I could wear this mm-hmm. like they just never fit me very well mm-hmm. um so but overall it's like really hard to find things there and to me Miranda is is the strawberry store man <laughs> like that's everything I see that com- that comes out of here it's like it's not even like a plain basic J. Crew, which has yeah. utility to it mm-hmm. it's like 
it's just it's just a big strawberry yeah <laughs> sorry because <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hold my thoughts about the final because i'm just gonna go into her final look and, and it's too soon but we'll get there okay, once okay. we get on the run, okay, runway okay because there's so many things to say about the outfit she ends up in um okay but also i want to contrast this again with the next designer for crit which is kate yeah. um so, I'm liking this Kate, by the way. I feel like I was so primed to dislike this person as a viewer. Yeah, she still well, creeps me out, but I don't, it's me. I know, it's me. It is It is me. I don't understand. There's something about the way she speaks that is off-putting, but she's a great person. It's, it has no offense to Kate. It's all me. I know this. I'm yeah. very self-aware. <laughs> but well, yeah. I have, but I have we, fresh yeah, eyes, so I don't know what's coming. <laughs> but you talk about this. Like, talk about this interaction with, with Tim and Kate. You know, I really enjoyed it. First of all, I've never heard of a, what was it, a hunting, hold on, I'm, I'm rewinding to try to get the specific thing. Oh, no, party hunting equestrian look. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? She said, hunt, okay. she said hunting party equestrian look. And my mind just went so many places, but I'm just like, of course, for you to, to, to do something about that's, that's even near a sport or or approximates sportiness it will be around these like very upper class types of yes. types of uh um activities i'll just say that <laughs> right right yeah. totally i didn't i i really love the color that kate is working with and it's the kind of color where i'm like wow people with lighter hair than mine and or darker skin than mine look so much better in that color than me but i still mm -hmm. love that color so much and I so I thought they were very I don't think Tim was all that convinced about what was being shown but he thought okay I I, I trust your trust in yourself that's how I read that whole thing what did you think well I kind of like their back and forth because yeah he was like this isn't working <laughs> or because uh because you know because she she's like oh I thought you know um making pants you know this is the I'm making pants. I hate pants, but I think strategically they need to see something besides a dress. So I'm thinking of cutting off her calves with this leather thing. And, and, you know, and I love that where Tim's like, Oh no, 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 you're going to, you're going to chip away at your model's height. And that's unflattering. La la la. But the, it was just such a conversation between peers that I really, really love um, where they're, you know, they're peers in fashion um, but still, Tim is in this, of course, in this mentor role, um, throws something out. And she's like, okay, um, all right, so that's not working. But what about this? And it was this with this confidence where she's like, I don't really care if he likes it or not. I just want to know what his thoughts are. And this and whatever feedback Tim's going to give me is going to help me see, like, help me shape the, this direction. And also, I've never made pants before. And so I'm really unsure and really insecure about this, but I'm confident enough to just shoot out some ideas and to see what Tim thinks about it. And it was just so wonderful. <laughs> it was so wonderful and mature because what she ends up with is what I think is a really wonderful idea in a very creative way of thinking about these bow ties because um, she, she's like, I, you know, want me to like wrap around and, and color block these pants and cut off her kneecaps with this with leather. And he's like, no, no, no. What what about like a you could use a tuxedo stripe on on the side. And it wasn't in like a do a tuxedo stripe. It was like, maybe it's this blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, I like that. But what if I do take this tuxedo stripe, but that's been done. But I do the stripe in, the, in a bow tie shape. 
what about that? And he was like, I love it. It's great. It's yeah, wonderful. it was great. Fantastic. It was really great. It was, one, it was really, really, yeah, it was lovely. It was a really lovely interaction. Um, uh, next, we have Sandro. <laughs> In total contrast to the previous yikes, 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 yikes. participant yikes. or contestant, <laughs> I should say. Yeah, I feel like Sandro is like, Sandro needs a lot a lot of reassurance um and he, he does something that makes me suspicious of a lot of people which is when they give you when people want to give me a nickname oh my god you and me both i don't see that necessarily as a way of building a relationship i see it as a way of manipulating <laughs> a relationship and so <laughs> Uh, I would love to know if if listeners feel this way because I because I, I and I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on it too because for me, when people want to call me by a nickname, it's sort of to feign closeness or or to feign intimacy, yeah. and I'm just like we're not intimate. Nah, no, 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 yeah, no. My family so calls happy. me this name, and that's all. That's the only people who can call me that name. You know, like you know, or the people that I want to to, to refer to me in a certain way, and you can't have that because. I don't know you like that. I don't know you. I don't know you yet. You know stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. They haven't earned that, you know. <laughs> By the way, this was very infuriating to me again, okay. and I, I just um, also because I've worked with people who tried to have these like things with me in my name as well, mm-hmm. like this whole like. Oh wait, is this the time? Oh yeah, then yeah. When Sandro is asking Tim, okay, Tim, I have to ask you if I can refer to you as as Top Gun mm-hmm. or something like. Mm-hmm. And there's this moment where, you know, Tim responds by saying, yes, as long as it's not vulgar, you can, you know, I'm open to however yes, you, you want to me top me. Yes, yeah. As, as long as it's not vulgar. But then there's this moment where Tim kind of like takes a deep breath, looks down, blinks his eyes, and then looks back up at Sandro. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly mm-hmm. what that feels like. It's so awkward. Mm-hmm. You're just being nice to get through the day. You don't yeah. really, you know. And so I, I, I really just, it was so infuriating to watch that. Let me just say, not like, not like I had to like pause the TV mm-hmm. and go kick the laundry pile. No, I didn't like, not yeah. like that, but it was just like, oh my God, this guy, hashtag yeah. that guy, that guy, right? Like does all the inappropriate things, feels very entitled to go on about, a sermon about I want to be the winner. What do I have to do to get it? What do they want from me? Please tell me. Yeah, I mean, because that's like, essentially what this this uh, crit is. It's not. We don't really hear much about the garment that Sandro's making. It's mostly Sandro trying to get reassurance from Tim Gunn, aka Top Gun. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I buried the lead. Yeah, Top Gun is the is the nickname that he gave him. And um, also, yeah, airing grievances about Zach Posen. <laughs> <laughs> because there's this wonderful well not wonderful is, is is probably the wrong word for it but a, a hilarious back and forth where um for me sandra goes like yeah you know tim you know, listen I, I i need i need you to tell me because listen i want to use this really really hideously gaudy bag that belkins has given us and this is my inspiration not the bow ties but this bag my inspiration look at it it's encrusted with so many jewels but they always say it's too much. It's too much. And I can't take it, Tim. Gunn. And Tim, you know, pulls up the, the the mentor backpack and pulls out like so many um, like affirmations like, but but Sandro, isn't this who you are? Isn't your aesthetic, you know, 
gaudy, tacky, and 1920s reckless with a hint of fascism. Like, isn't that who you are, Sandro? And then, and, and so then they have their conversation about, do you want to win or do you want to be you? And I think mm. Sandro wants to win, but he also wants to win as, as, as himself. And it's kind of like, well, you might not be able to get both <laughs> if Zach Wilson is there. Um, and, and what, what, and so, and Tim tries to give him, um, you know, like a, some, some advice that will, that's a lifelong advice. That's a sustained advice that was, that, that is supposed to be meant beyond what this is beyond the show, which is, I want you to be who you are and be true to yourself. Because if I told you to strip away all that makes you you and all that that brings you any kind of joy or pleasure from fashion and then you go out there and you win what good is that what -hmm. good is that and if that's something that you feel like you have to do then you know I I would prefer for you to stay true to yourself because there's life after this like don't you want to you know keep cultivating who you are and it was Mm -hmm. it was kind of a yeah, they were speaking past each other because I think Sandro just wants to win. Um, well, yeah, what are your thoughts? I, I, I think that this is such a prime example of Tim doing everything that a reasonable person should do, which is think things through, think about where you're coming from, who you are, mm-hmm. um, think about who you are as a maker of stuff, Yeah. right? What does this dress, what is it going to tell us about you and your vision? Right. But... Sandra was too toxic a person to even understand this realm of thinking. Mm-mm. Yeah. It seems to me. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be right, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And all we see on the screen is, is ties um, functioning like straps on a dress, which is like, oh my God. It's real bad. I, and, and again, like, I feel like we'll, we'll see it on the runway. My God. It's just. Um... I wonder if they cut out that part where we actually got to see Tim talk about the outfit or if this took up if, or th- if this took up all the time, because I can see that happening mm. where you just kind of distract, distract from the real issue, which is the garments and make your and center yourself like you, you're center, you're centering yourself so much that you decenter your work. From mm-hmm. Tim. So mm-hmm. you're getting in your, your own way. And so, also, yeah. This is episode four. Yeah, it's really winning. It's like you know how this show goes. You have right. to do things and win things to get to win the the, the final prize. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe Sandra was just fed up with the whole crew antics of being followed everywhere and feeling like feeling stress from that. Sure, mm-hmm. I don't doubt that, but mm-hmm. um, but this is certainly not how you handle it. No, it isn't. I mean, yeah, and in 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 reminder, and as a reminder that this is the fourth episode. Like, my God, like there's there's so many other challenges that you would like to get to, because next we have Jeremy who uh, ends up being like, "Oh, I just want to be safe today," because Jeremy's going through a lot. <laughs> he mm-hmm. doesn't want to win. He doesn't want to go home, and also it's yeah. just like, I just want to get through. I just want to be safe and. And in a way that I think that's a very healthy way of approaching this, especially in episode four. Um, but what's wonderful about this is um, Tim is stalking Jeremy lovingly. So 
because he's cutting out some fabric and Tim's just waiting patiently. And Jeremy puts the scissors down and then Tim's like, okay, great. Now I can talk to you because, uh, you know, I don't want to mess you up with your shears. But we do hear a little bit more about Jeremy's grandmother. And I think Tim asks like, oh, had she been ill? And she's like, no, she's just very old. You know, so uh, the, my nan's craft, you know, it's just knocked me off my game slightly. This is also mind boggling to me. It's like, maybe they weren't close, but it's like, your grand just passed away and all you can say is it's a very sad call to receive you know it's like yeah really like that's all you felt that was a very sad call like yeah yeah I, you know i i don't understand i've never understood this about this like i because I, I really want to know because i've tried i try not to think stereotypically about british people or about anyone from that from that region because uh, they, they talk about themselves that way too, or that whole keep calm, carry on type deal, or um, especially you know watching um, Great British Bake Off when they're saying they're they're devastated, but they're just like, oh, you know, I'm I'm quite sad. It's like I, you're devastated, like oh, you know, hurts a little bit, quite hurts a wee bit, you know, just that this perspective, <laughs> and even today. So so we're 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 recording this um, the week that. Uh, they're starting to inoculate people in the UK. And I think the coverage, the coverage of the first citizens being inoculated is so hilarious because from a, from a U.S. perspective, we're just like, oh, first of all, like they beat us. What? <laughs> what? And so, of course, we're like losing our minds over here. But over in the UK, they're just like, oh, yes, this is a very historical day. And uh, and they're, they're talking to the, there's that one guy William Shakespeare who got inoculated and he's you know he's on all the blogs because his name is William Shakespeare and he's 91 and they're like what was what was it like oh you're just one of the first to be inoculated he's like we well, you know what today was a really bad day because I came here and they told me that I couldn't get my my shots right away so I left and went down the street and had a nasty sandwich and I came back <laughs> in they were ready for me and I got it and you know now I've got to go and I guess do some other. Th- nasty things today you know it's just so wonderfully nonchalant <laughs> but this wonderful thing and of course there are some people who are very very emotional about it but I think from from a stateside perspective of something that's being you know the end because we're just like it's the end of it's the beginning of the end of this pandemic you would think that there would be a little bit more pop and circumstance I think if this had been the U.S. I feel like some guns would have been fired some fireworks would have been put out. I don't know. We would have done something ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but there's like, oh, you know, went to get a sandwich and then I went and was. I'm now I'm in the history books. I'm the first person to get a, uh, you know, a vaccine for this uh, horrible, horrible uh, virus. Um, then yeah. we have Jeremy here, so I want to know if this is. <laughs> yeah, this and I thought the, the timing was really curious because you know the talks between the EU about Brexit are not going very well. Oh. You know. So there's literally talks about a no deal right now, like, oh, wow. because, so we'll see. I wonder if this vaccine is, um, I don't know, trying to cement something deeper that I, about that and about yeah. making itself more central to Europe at this point. Hmm. And I got to say, like, the first person to be vaccinated was an Irish woman. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, come on, England, stop using Irish women as, you know, as like your test subjects again. I guess at least you stayed in the UK, but come on. Man. <laughs> and yeah. stop calling it, oh, look, like they were the first one. Yeah, they were the first one. Why? <laughs> There's so many things. My God. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's totally fine. Because I, 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 I had, I did have that in my notes as well. I, I, I skipped over it. I was like, because I'm going to go on a whole like vaccine rant. But I, I, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself. But it's, I mean, it's like it's on like, the surface here with Jeremy. It's just hard to like watch um, Jeremy be like, oh yeah, Grand's gone. Next. Yeah. You know? it's so... To me, it's like, oh my gosh, allow yourself some emotion yeah. um, somewhere, you know. But yeah. Yeah. It, it's sad. I, I'm glad that Tim was there because I, you know, Tim, is, you know, also has like a, like a very controlled exterior, but is, is a very emotional person as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and, and I just like that he was, you know, m my first order of business here is to take care of you. How are you doing? Yeah. So I like that a lot. Um, yeah. So just to kind of touch on what Jeremy's making um, is this awful red and black outfit. Just... <laughs> already sort of like uh, uh, doing an updated tuxedo but um it's a dedication to his nan so he's using mm -hmm. her as an inspiration um but red and black my god because we just we saw sue using red and black and i'm like why like what is this with these color combinations red and black to me is a a, a quick way to retro problems mm -hmm. And so I just was like, wow, why, why, why these color combinations? You can choose anything. If you want to do red, then do red, but not with black, please. Um, all right. So next we have Brayden, which is called Tiapalooza because Brayden's got mm -hmm. all the ties because Brayden is braiding or not braiding. Uh, Brayden, I lo would love it if he were, because then it would be a wonderful pun. Please on. Brayden is, um, Chris, uh, creating a whole bodice with just ties and needed a lot of the um the material but also um what i what i liked what i thought was interesting is that they had karen karen's head popped in and she was like oh my god like i can't believe that tim loves it i was really surprised because to me i think it's literal it's so literal um and in my, I, yeah, anyway, I just had to put that in because we don't really hear from Karen a lot. We do, we, or I should say, we don't hear from her in, in important ways. Like, I want to see what she's making, but we're not going to get to see her this this round. Um, but again, in terms of crit, Brayden and Tim have a wonderful back and forth about what to do with the bottom part. Because I think Brayden was like, I'm going to make a shingle skirt or a shirt made out of these bow ties acting as shingles and and tim kind of looks at both of them he's like so brayden would your customer wear this and that together and he was like no no he's like well you just answered your question and it just yeah. was such such a stealth move there it's like yes yeah. this is mentor goals but yeah. yeah that's like good direction helping people help themselves yeah you know wonderful amazing all right next we have helen here we go. So Helen is doing a actually a literal emulation of a sh the shape of the tie with her neckline. 
And I thought this looked great. I because I, I thought the neckline was interesting and the colors aren't my favorite. For some reason, she loves beige and mm. different layers of beige. It, it kind of looked like the disaster gown that she made um, two, two challenges ago. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the lines look OK. When Tim gets there, there's a little bit of puckering. But I feel like, you know, you have time to to go in and perhaps fix that. And she starts um, showing or starts showing Tim like, so yeah, so this is the thing that I'm doing with here. I'm, I'm using the shape of a tie as a silhouette here. And um, I bought this lace in because I'm going to overlay it because I feel like it's getting a little bit too masculine. And Tim goes, Oh, you're getting a masculine vibe. I actually don't see that here. And she goes, Oh, well, no, like, I thought with like the shape and, and everything, he's like, no, no, I don't see it. I don't see a masculine, vibe. I don't see menswear. Um, and so she had a bow tie around the neck of the mannequin and Tim goes and just takes it off and he goes, and, and she goes, Oh my God. Yeah. Now it's not masculine anymore. Mm. And then she starts to spiral. So she was feeling good about it and now she's not. And Tim is also confused like the rest of us. So, so Tim is like, wait, so what, what did I just say? Like, why, why, why are you almost, why are all of a sudden, are you feeling so, so bad about what, what have I, what have I, what have I said? Like, how, how? So essentially, I think Helen was just on a groove and had it fixed in her mind that this was the problem that she was having and that she was trying to solve this problem with another material and another design element. And here comes Tim telling her that there is no problem. <laughs> That you don't have to feminize this. Like it already has this. Like, I mean, how can you not see it? There's so many curves in there. It looks. I know. There's so many curves in this outfit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the classic weaponization of femme kingdom. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So. It's hyper femme. (laughs) It is absolutely hyper femme. It's like hyper hourglass femme. So, as a symbol, it's like the symbol that people like, you yes. know, generally. Um, and I thought, I mean, I thought she had a good idea to work with that silhouette of the shape, just keeping that shape and doing doing what Helen does best, yeah. evening wear, keep it simple, yeah. use that shape, mm-hmm. move on. And I think that Helen might have been seeing tailoring in a dress like that which would be unusual to have a dress tailored that is that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Figure hugging, mm-hmm. right? Usually those things want to be, the tailoring is more invisible okay. in those kind of dresses rather than exposing some kind of tailor, tailored facets mm-hmm. or elements. Okay. Um, so I think maybe Helen was reacting to things that weren't shown but then got discouraged yeah Um, yeah um yeah she because she i think what just happened was tim inserted another idea into her head and that that's simply what he did and it wasn't bad it wasn't good it was just another idea that was enough to throw her way off because yeah, I don't know. I it's 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 strange because if you think that this is a problem, if you think it's looking too let's go with it, if it's looking too much like menswear, 
And you were yeah. already on your way to making it look more like women's wear. How great is it to someone to come in and say, actually, you're you're overcorrecting. What you think is a problem is might might be your perspective, but also it could be OK. You could leave it or not. So how yeah. can you make this perfect without having to do more to it? Um, yeah. But man, no, Tim ruins Helen's day because Helen leaves. I mean, sorry, Tim leaves. And the spiral continues all the way down. Like she goes into the brother's sewing room to talk a little bit of debrief to Sandro. And I think Karen is also in the room. We hear Karen's voice again because she's like, oh, didn't you like it before Tim came in? And she was like, yeah, yeah, now I don't. Now I don't like it. And I I think that it's very telling and interesting and how fragile her perspective or how fragile a grip she has on these choices that she's making and they're good choices. And it's, it's just kind of a shame. Yeah. And I think Ken calls it out. Like Ken says something like, Oh, Helen just really doubts, doubts too much. Yeah. And again, we've, we've had a long line of other uh, confident interactions with, you know, taking off Kate and even even Jeremy before and Dom where it's like oh Tim comes in and brings in a little bit of a tweak and how do you respond to that tweak you know yeah yeah all right so we have our model time the models come in and oh my gosh we have a few people who are struggling with this with this moment because first of all we we are we already know Helen is struggling a little bit but um, Miranda um, is having some problems too because of the word pizzazz and sex. So <laughs> she's just like, oh, how do I do that? That's not me. This is so difficult. Um, so she's trying to play around with, with the, uh, the look of, of, of what she's doing with her model and, and struggling with it. Um, and, and, I would say the workroom is struggling with Sue's look. <laughs> I don't know if Sue's struggling with her, her look, but the workroom is. <laughs> Everyone wants yeah. to talk about it. Um, and I would say that, do you have anything else to say about this model time or anything? Not really, but that's, that Sue look, I'm like, oh my God, that's for like, you know, a very posh Icelandic rave. <laughs> You know, like where to what occasion does one wear something like that? You know. Oh my god, I love it. Oh. Very confused. Yeah. Very oh confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if anything, if any descriptor for it, you know, because I think Sue would call it avant-garde, and I think labeling Icelandic is is yeah, no, Icelandic grave. <laughs> Great. Okay, and then we have a. I think the the models leave, and then. We've ha- we have what I what I call another segment to contrast and foreshadow about Sanjo's inevitable break- breakdown, just to kind of get us through this moment because you know there all of these seemingly jovial interactions with Sandro. like there's a moment where he's laughing with uh, Dom and uh, the other designers around the room because <laughs> someone made a vaginal joke about these shapes that 
Dom is making and Helen comes over and she's like, ah, it looks like a vagina. (laughs) And so they have like this vaginal conversation because anything that has um, an opening in it is vaginal. Um, Note to self. Yeah. Can I just say (laughs) that this is a pet peeve of mine in grad school? Um, Oh, tell me. Just that the works of it it went without fail that a a lot of the things that I would present, people were just like, it's so vaginal, Arnaz. It's vaginal. Vaginal, Wait. just like just because I'm opening Any- curtains, or just just the the uh, the critique of vaginal just kind of throws me off because I'm like, guys, if you just want to say vagina, let's just get it out of our systems. Let's just say well, the word and, and not even use the word correctly because what they mean is labia. Thank FYI. you. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm yelling <laughs> to my my mic. Thank you, thank you, Patricia. <laughs> but labia but- is not as fun to say as vagina, and and that's why I, I think, think a part of it is it's just like it's a fun word to say. Right. Do you know? Do you know what the word vagina actually means? No. It's Old English or Latin for the sheath for a male sword. It's not a medical term. Oh wow! So, I actually get kind of all like all twitchy when I hear that over a lot, especially in yeah. conversations about art. Yeah. Because it's not a medical term. People think it's this neutral, as if medical terms are neutral. But yeah. people think it's this neutral term, but it, it actually has this this origin you know mm-hmm. this, this you know um of why like that body part is called that interesting right? huh um yeah <laughs> okay good to know yeah i yeah anyway let's let's move on anyway that was just okay. to say that sorry that, oh no, no 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 it's okay it's fine but i'm like i i could rant about it and that's why i'm also starting to move us along um but yeah, no, it's 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 such a but yeah, but basically, basically that whole segment um, to me was just major foreshadowing and major major contrast. Um, yeah. Wait, what were you gonna say? No, nothing really. Okay. Um, all right. So so we just kind of like hit the twenty minute mark. You know, twenty minutes until the until the end of the day. Um, we have Helen who's trying to invite people into her misery by asking everyone like, Oh, is it just me or is everyone struggling? And they're like, yeah, we're struggling. It's like, okay, good. Makes me feel better about myself. Um, <laughs> and then we have Brayden who's trying to make a third piece to cover up his outfit because uh, he believes that the bow tie bodice is a little, is le- will leave his model very bare. Um, and that's stressful, but not, not too much until the day of the runway. So ready for the day of (laughs) yes they they hit the ground running and so we still have brayden freaking out about the jacket it's like oh i still have to make a jacket oh my god and then we have hair and makeup and we see dom in hair asking for it's like i want to go all out i want a bow tie so she's getting a bow tie in her her model's hair then we have um our scott patrick sighting consulting with all the designers and um and, and pretty much this, I would say the only other drama is something that I'm, I'm going to save for the runway. Okay. <laughs> but we do have Alexandria's comment about Sue's dress. Mm. Um, and I am only noting this because we don't see Alexandria. She's fine. I think if we don't see them on in this edit, we can assume that they're going to be safe. But her take on Sue's dress is just like, wow, the technique is interesting. But in reality, someone would trip on that. Yeah. And it just kind of, kind of reinforces where 
the mindset is where Alexandria is thinking about how a dress functions in real life. Mm. Sue is not. <laughs> yeah. Sue is still into the fantasy of what it could be. Yes. Yeah. Just very, very different. All right. Now we can make our way to the runway. All right, listeners, this is where you're going to click on the link to get this week's cheat sheet. And um, let's see here. We have on the runway Heidi coming out um, in a, just like a really wonderful outfit and a bow tie, sporting a bow tie. And we have our normal judges. We have Zach Posen, Nina Garcia, and then we have Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And JTF does this thing where everyone's like, oh my God, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And then he goes like, oh, thanks for adoring me. Oh my God. I'm just like you. Only super famous and rich. I'm so normal. Anyway, so, and I also will make this note that we only saw um, the ASL interpreter for, for Justin from behind, but I've been clocking what she's been wearing and she's been looking amazing. And I just want to, I just want like a a little bit more time spent on what what she's been wearing, uh, but also looking uh, amazing for this, for this runway show. All right. So let's start. We start off with Dom and again, like so simple, like a very, very simple silhouette and we've kind of talked a lot about her outfit already, but I want to know what your thoughts are on this final final look. Um, you know what? I it, it looked a lot better than I thought. Um, really? Like the top part of the well, yeah, the top part of the outfit. Uh-huh. Like I love those sleeves. I don't yeah. know how to call them. They're like half half capped, not quite fully capped sleeves. Yeah. But I love that. Um, I don't mind the top of the dress. I love all the angles of the the pattern that was made on the basically from the belly button up. I mm-hmm. love this dress. From the belly button down, again, I feel like it's that you know teenager grandma style of like just all over the place and not mm-hmm. really doing anything for me. Yeah. So I thought there was a big disconnect between the top of the dress and the bottom of the dress. Okay. Yeah. Like, would you lengthen it or? I would either lengthen it or, sh- or shorten it, but not, you can't really shorten it by too much. Yeah. But it's just the fit. It seems like, like, I almost wish it was a pantsuit. Yeah. Which maybe is not realistic time-wise. Um, do I think Dom has the skill to make that? Absolutely. Yeah. But I almost feel like it would work really well as like a fun, when I say pantsuit, I mean a single, a single thing that you zip on the side oh like a jumpsuit or a jumpsuit thank yeah. you yeah Not a pants. i always use i always use those things into incorrectly i always say <laughs> oh i love a pantsuit when i really oh mean you mean a jumpsuit you yeah. know what yeah yeah i, I mean a jumpsuit like, i feel like if she started off with that especially if she thought i'm like oh i'll have time to make a jacket but uh man that w- that's a really great idea i think she probably could have done that in a day oh yeah so for me, the end, it's like, it's not about, for me, it's not so much about lengthening or shortening. It is mm-hmm. getting it out of like cocktail slash mm-hmm. um, fitted slash un, undefined territory of a gender role. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I thought about it. Yeah. I have nothing else to say. I mean, I, I just was like, I love that she spent so much time putting it together in an impeccable way um, with all the chevrons. And I really love the way her model is styled. I really, really appreciate the styling. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So next we have Jeremy. Yeah. What did you think about this yeah. lady in red? It was a, it was weirdly costumey because of the silhouette of the jacket. It's very, very period, very, um, something that I would, something that I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm more likely to see right now on a stitch in time. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand the scarf that she was wearing and was wondering if that was covering up a mistake because it mm. felt like a little bit too much. And also, you know, we'll talk about this later. I, I you know, I don't mind belly buttons. Who cares? Mm. But there's just something unfinished and disproportionate about the, the top and the bottom. And we've seen such great pants from Jeremy. So I was really surprised that he didn't give at least give it at least a higher waist or or um or finish or or it looks like there was a mistake with the pattern or something and that's why there was that opening and he didn't mean mean it for for that the color also was disappointing (laughs) as well i think the pants are brown (laughs) so and it's sort of this greenish brown color like an olive brown and it's just not great it's not great so I thought the top was sort of like, oh my god, like what is this? It was very like funeral y, but not in this color. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really understand it. It's sort of like if this had been white, it would have been an ad for syphilis at some point ago, like some time ago. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like when you have all these like high neck frilly things and you think yeah. Victorian era and yeah. you think all these like, you know, scary diseases. So I don't really understand it. I feel like I'm being so mean on this episode. <laughs> Just making all these references. No, it's so funny. I'm like, I feel like I'm being mean. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I, I... It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense on who, and I understand it was, it was inspired by, by the grand. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But what good is an inspiration if it stays stuck in time? Mm-hmm. It yeah. doesn't really inspire. Yeah. I mean, he's, cause he's just described that scarf. I had described it as a, as a scarf or as a sash, but he, he calls them banners. He's like, yeah, the banners over banners over the jacket. And I wonder if that is a reference to something that his, also reference to his nan or time that like a historical time that I I'm not getting the the need to drape that over and um yeah I, I'm just like I don't what is that like is or is that a tie I don't I don't know and also where yeah I don't get it to me it looks like the um the the, the lapels on a dinner jacket mm-hmm. only, but un, uncut okay kind of Un- unshaped yeah. I should say yeah um I also thought they ended very abruptly as like a rectangle rectangular edges just didn't seem to go very well with anything else no no um, I did like the color of the blouse I like the color of the blouse that's about it yeah 
All right. Next we have Brayden. Yeah. Who... I was excited by this. I didn't think I would like it. Okay. Yeah. So what, what excited you about it? Well, I think this other textile that was added was a good choice. I agree. The it looks Thanks. like it was like a tweed or a or a boucle or yeah, it's one? it's actually very Chanel. It's yeah. like pre Lagerfeld Chanel. Yeah, and I loved that instead of making a shingle skirt, he made these shorts out of this material that's yeah. very unexpected. It's a very winter heavier weighted um uh material and it's very it feels very fall <laughs> like a fall short i thought this would be great as a bathing suit top <laughs> oh yeah yeah kind of amazing and he talks later about the type of stitching that he used but yeah. the stitching is beautiful and and holding that together it has such wonderful integrity so it, it probably could go into the water like it, you know if you just made it a little bit tighter um, you could probably have a bathing suit that's made with that kind of stitching. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. But the thing that I thought about this was everything was just so cropped everywhere that I was like, okay, how does a non-model wear this? Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I, you know, when you look at something and you're like, I would love to wear it suddenly mm -hmm. the size is like, well, I would never fit into that. I would never like, it would never look that good on yeah. me. I feel so, like you could wear the crop top. No. I don't wear the crop top. I could wear the shorts. Well, for this crop top, I would figure out a way. I'm not into crop tops mm. either, but I'm just like, I'd wear this crop top but with some pants, something that's a little bit longer. Yeah. And definitely with that jacket. Yeah, I would wear it over like a, a very tight t-shirt in a contrasting color or something. Okay. I'm yeah. not into the, maybe, maybe that's a bad idea, but I, I'm not into like the, the crop top look. Yeah, this, this one... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I probably, you could probably could make it also where you could maybe fit a bra. Anyway, just gaming it out. Like, how could I? <laughs> yeah. But it's just when I look at designs like this that are so specific, I think about, well, how will they scale into the real world? Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like great challenge now that we love it. <laughs> like, how do yeah, we get how it? How do we produce it? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So next we have Ken. Who used the ties uh, in the stitching along the sides of the garment and also to line the back of the neck. Because I don't think you can really see that from the, the cheat sheet. But from behind, he outlined the... It's like the, 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 the collar is made out of ties. What did you think about this look? I was a little non-plus. Is that the a word for it? Um, because, I again, I have a thing for when you cut off at the top of the bust um, mm -hmm. and then continue something up there. And also I feel like it, again, I, it, uh, sort of like Dom where Dom used a very simple silhouette, but did something incredibly interesting inside of it. I think this was a simple silhouette where not that much interesting was happening inside of it. Same. Mm -hmm. So it was, it's a, it's, it's, it's nice to look at, but not exciting. I wasn't excited by it at all. Yeah, I don't understand the contrast stitching. What does that have to do with ties? Yeah. And for somebody who wears bow ties and has a bow tie tattoo, oh. I, was, I was sort of disappointed to see like mm -hmm. a gold necklace there. Good. I'm not saying that a bow tie had to be there, mm -hmm. but I just thought 
okay, so how do you get inspired by a bow tie? Yeah. You, add a neckline, right? Because that's where usually, tie, that's where conventionally a, a bow tie will go. Right. So how do you get inspired by a bow tie and work with the space between like the chin and the top of the bust? Mm-hmm. This was all very disappointing to me. I'm sorry to say. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. But I like Ken a lot. I, I like, just don't think. Yeah. I like Ken too. Like this just wasn't. No. No. It wasn't a good um, day. All right. Next we have Miranda. And I wrote in my notes this is the thing that I held back from earlier and she wrote oh you know I tend to use a lot of loud prints and so it's great that I'm I was able to use this really loud print this time around and I was just like herringbone it's a it's graphic but it's herringbone it's it's predictable it's a pattern it's no no it's it's not it's not yeah it's and also I'm just like but are you trying, but do you, let's address the larger issue is that you're still continuing your two piece study. Mm. So you ended up resolving the bottom with another pencil skirt. You're not bothered by that. And so anyway, so it's just, it's the, so she made this decision to make a, make her blouse into a crop top at the very last minute. And that's the thing that she's lamenting. She's like, I think, that was a bad thing to do. And I was like, this whole thing was a bad thing to do. That skirt was bad. The I skirt agree. was bad. Enough said. Yeah. Like there's I also, I don't even know if this is a mistake, but it looks like it was backwards. Like there is this thing happening this, um, where she joined the pieces together, but it's not perfectly lined up and it's very noticeable that there is a, a, a line where the two sides of the print are meeting each other in the middle. Doesn't make sense. It makes it look unfinished. It's really or backwards. It's really not I mean, great. It's very disappointing. Yeah. It's like, come on, Miranda, you're gonna make fun of your your teammate, but Who you produced. saved her from making another pencil skirt last week. Mm. You know, I, yeah. I I feel like in terms of that interaction, that was the one of the helpful things about them being paired up is that she. She wasn't able to do a pencil skirt. Um, but yeah. All right. Next for Helen. Yes, Helen. Here comes Helen with immunity. Oh my gosh. And her, her long suffering, this long suffering model. Um, yeah. I, for, I forget her name, but Anastasia, I want to say it, or Nastasia. I think that's, that's close. But so what, Helen ends up doing is adding a holster. Is that what it says? A harness. Yeah. She makes a a light blue harness out of ties and also decides to drape the bottom. Um, I think she also wrapped some looks like organza of a similar color around the bottom because I don't think that fabric continues up top, but she's matching the fabrics so that the top is, is more of a stiffer fabric and then whatever is draping around the model's legs um, is a different fabric. Yeah, I didn't understand this at all. And I think if you're going, like, I didn't understand why this blue, this baby blue necktie harness 
has to, for me, it doesn't make sense because it's not holding anything in place. Like if you're going to, like if you are going to have a very bulbous, flowy dress and you want to keep it in, mm-hmm. make some structure with it and you make something like that. Okay. There's a structural reason for introducing that, but just as adornment or just as this kind of, I guess, statement piece, it's, it's not enough for me. Mm-mm. You know, because the dress is already tight. It's not holding in fabric. It's not holding anything in place. Yeah. So um, would it would it feel different, more differently, if that organza-like or chiffon-like, whatever that fabric is, were continued throughout, and the top was also draped, and the harness was tighter, almost kind of holding in the structure of the, the drape up top? Would that... Have you seen that? Or would that be different? Well, I think, um, I'm not sure if I'm seeing what you're seeing, but I think if this um, baby blue belt thing was actually holding back some volume mm-hmm. uh, to define a waist or to just hold something, yeah. Yeah. but it's really not. It's if you, if you were to take that out, the dress functions just the same. So I, I sort of don't know why it's there. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm confused too, because I'm wondering if she thought this would macho it up i don't know i don't know what i don't even know what words to use here i because because in because i think in adding this harness i'm wondering how it was functioning and what she was trying to do with this i think she was trying to do this masculine feminine balance and also just i want to (laughs) know if she interpreted that from tim and thinking Uh oh it's too girly and so let me like you know, butch it up a little bit with his harness or something, but it just kind of seems in hmm? baby blue. <laughs> I know it seems very confused in 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 the response, and so I was uh, so I was trying to see where could she have logically gone there, and like what does a right. baby blue harness do to this? And I th- and I think I think a baby blue harness used correctly could be doing that balance that she was looking for. But if it were something that was functional and made sense and was coherent instead of this, like it, again, it just, look, it just looks like she panicked. And the um, the drape on the bottom also looks like she panicked, just trying to show more work or trying to do something. And I and I think what's interesting about Helen is is her work is quite structured and very you know however she's characterizing feminine i think she lends towards that because if you're if you if your if your intentions go towards you choosing this fabric that allows you to drape in such a way that's like this very grecian goddess edition you're almost working against what you're saying that you're trying to do like it's almost like yeah. she's contradicting her yeah. own um tendencies and i'm like just go with who you are helen sure yeah. you have like you know razor sharp nails and that's also okay like a, a, a very soft kind-hearted person can mm-hmm. have razor sharp nails it's not a contradiction so right yeah yeah um absolutely and i think once again helen is doing what helen does which is mismanaging time mm-hmm. yeah and and this is where i think that the self-sabotage comes in saving everything for the last minute yeah yeah you know and then making not the best decisions at the last minute. Yes. 
definitely. And I say, this is Helen doing Helen. I think this is a lot of people who oh, yeah. also do this. I Not do it. Just Helen. <laughs> I definitely do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So next is Alexander. Yeah. Who, according to Alexander, is like, I worked the bow ties perfectly. Better than anyone else. And all I wrote in my notes was, "Ah, it's a costume. <laughs> yeah. You made a really, really chic is. clown suit. It's so chic, but it's a clown suit. Made yeah, of ties. It feels very costumey. Yeah. yeah. The pants look really nice. The pants are amazing. I, I love this outfit. I, I, I'm I fine with it embracing the costume. But I also love that Alexander is just, I don't think, I don't think he can, can help himself. <laughs> I think it's just what he tends towards. And this is a style. It's a look. I really, I really liked it a lot. It was um, well made. Really you know? well made. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I want those pants. I think Nina Garcia wanted those pants because I feel like yes. she really loved looking at it. And she's like, the top is a mess, but the pants are amazing. So, all right. Okay. And next we have Sandro. Um, well, yeah. What do you, th- what do you think about this? Oof, it again, it's this, you know, I get wanting to do drama and I get wanting to, or, you know, having those tendencies towards doing a lot, but it's almost like a clueless dress mm-hmm. because it's so talk about literal. <laughs> and I'm thinking like the word literal, I'd say when, when thinking about fashion and even thinking about create creative things is, you know, um, can be used in, in, in very different ways, but, just when I say literal, he really just smacked on this tie, um, didn't do anything with the shape, didn't bother to integrate it, sort of used it in a, a you know, I, I, w- I would be like, it doesn't look like you played enough with these materials. You kind of made what you wanted and then figured mm-hmm. out how to put your ties on top of it. And that's what you actually did. You made the dress you wanted and then you put some ties on top of it. I mean, I, I was just so happy to see the, the model kind of wearing something, like yeah. dressed in something. Talk I was like, oh, my gosh. long-suffering model. Holy right. shit. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, and, and also considering what, how Sandro has dressed people the previous three episodes. It's like, oh, okay, it, it fits you. That's nice. Um, but all I see is curtains. I don't understand this, like the back of the dress which has all these weird ruffles mm-hmm. i don't understand it at all yeah i wrote off kilter it just felt mm-hmm. really off balance and yeah if anything like again hard to wear for a person who's carrying a lot of weight on one side and i took note of zach posen's face he just kind of looked nauseous <laughs> it no, looked yeah, yeah it just it looked it looked nauseous um yeah all right Ready for Sue? Yes. Sue, oh my God, I think she looks amazing. I feel confident that I incorporated the ties more so than most. And I'm like, no, you did it, Sue. She also sort of made a holster in a way or like a harness. It looks like a backpack or like you put this on like a backpack after you put on the dress that you decide to wear that day. It's like, oh, there's some ties over there in the shape of a backpack. And I guess I'll wear those step into them somehow yeah it's not 
good. It's it's all yeah. It's a simple black dress that she's mm-hmm. probably made before with a neckline and and yeah. some ornaments on top. Yeah, yeah. Um, long suffering model. All right. Yeah. Next we have Justin. Yeah. I don't have anything to say about this look because I was also very underwhelmed by it. I thought, really? <gasps> Me too. Really? Because you get up close to this dress and it's hard to see on. Let me see if you can see it on the. I want to be able. I wish. Yeah, it's it. I don't like the lines that this dress is making in the front. But the, and the lines, I think, are more of a function of wanting to incorporate different types of fabrics. And and, and so that's what he has been doing is creating these different textures. But what's what's unfortunate is that he tends to work in blacks and grays and also tends to work in these very disappointing silhouettes. And mm. unlike Dom and even Ken, like this is this is more boring. This is like the most boring kind of silhouette because of how frilly it is. It feels old fashioned to me. And mm-hmm. what's happening within the silhouette is so innovative and better than the silhouette. I'm like, you're better than this. Yes. <laughs> so I also think Justin is way better than that. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I didn't like it, it was well made. It looked finished. Yeah. Yeah. But it was sort of like, eh. Mm-mm, no. Um. All right. Next we have Kate. I didn't like this top. I don't get it. I did. I didn't like the whole look. I mean, maybe the maybe the pants were okay. Uh, I thought the top was very awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. Like it's flapping on the sides. It just doesn't look fitted well. It's just too much fabric yeah. in the front. Yeah. You know what? This top needs Helen's harness. <laughs> Yeah. To keep it in place. <laughs> yeah. You know, now thinking back to it, um, no, no, that's a different association. Because I think uh, the, yeah, this needed a corset <laughs> or some, some like, even like a boning of, or, or, or something that you would use with, with her corsetry skills. But I, yeah, I thought it was very frumpy. Yeah, the the top part, yeah, didn't really make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know if she's well, also going back in time for her equestrian um, inspiration, but yeah, yeah. What were we gonna say? I cut you off. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I just thought the back side of the shirt was interesting. Oh yes, yeah, it really was. Just kind of outlined. Very graphically and delicately, but also, I would say, um, practically with mm-hmm. ties. Yeah. Yeah. Put that up front. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Next, we have Karen. Oh, dear, Karen. I didn't like this at all. I, I It didn't seem all that well finished. It seemed like, I don't know. It seemed like it was trying to be in, like, the French version of, like, a, a male home catalog with all the cream and polka dots and navy. It just seemed like, um, I don't know. I, okay. I wasn't into it. What did you think? What was up with that crotch? Okay. So it's, like, high-waisted pants but with a drop crotch. Is that mm-hmm. what I'm looking at? Because I really was confused by the pants. And also, Kate's like, I'm coming out of my comfort zone. 
Um, oh no, that I'm sorry, that was Karen. Karen, Karen is like, what is she, what? Is, oh, sorry, I read the notes for Kate. I was ready to go off on on Karen, but um, yeah, I I just didn't understand what I was looking at because it just the pants looked messy. Well, the way that I think they look, yeah, they look, they are very messy. I okay. think they are a high-waisted pant made to look like it, it's folded, like the top is folded down. All the way down to the below your crotch? No, it, I think it's just either folded down or um, or maybe it, I, I don't know. Okay. It's very awkward. <laughs> it's real it's it's real it's real interesting um yeah i i i i like the way she incorporated the ties around the lapel i thought that was i thought that was a good idea but also um you know to use the words matchy matchy there was a polka dot story going on and i think she could have <laughs> she could have done more with that and 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 yeah. the the polka dots are the, i would say the i don't know how you describe the how big the dots are i would say that she could have chosen other fabrics where the dots were of different sizes and mm. also different colors and gone the gone to town with this and and it and because it in these in navy blue and cream it it does look like she's trying to be way too sophisticated for what her skills are actually allowing her to do and so it just yeah it looks so messy Oh, yeah, that's what she said. She's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it looks like the judges are receiving the look really well. And I have in my, I didn't in my think notes so at that all. Nina Garcia's face looks like the epitome of what the hell. That's what her face <laughs> looks like. She's mad. She's mad at those pants. Don't make a bad pant for Nina Garcia. Yeah. And don't don't have like red shoe and red bag in front of Nina Garcia. Mm-mm. Matchy, Just matchy. So- <laughs> yeah. All right, next we have Alexandria. Yeah, what did you think about Alexandria? Man, again, the top, I was, okay, I said the, the, the bottom of the top looks unfinished Hmm. and unpolished, which is a shame because I think if that had looked good, if that had been done well, it just looked kind of like it was fruit, I'm using another word, fruit-free, from it was just something was coming out of the front that that I th- I don't think was up to Alexandria's impeccable standards. I like the skirt a lot, and so I kind of wanted really? something happening with the top that was as interesting, but huh. it just wasn't. So yeah, I thought the skirt was really really interesting. What do you think? I thought the skirt was very well fitted. Mm-hmm. Very well fitted. Um, I thought that the, t- I, but I didn't really like the skirt. It's not my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't, I, I like color blocking, but I'm not sure if I like it in a skirt or th- maybe this is not color blocking. I'm not sure. I think that, I think that qualifies as color blocking. It does qualify. Yeah. I think the skirt is okay. I don't think it's bad. I think it's impeccably made. Mm-hmm. I think it's very cool. I think the top has potential, but it just didn't seem complete. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was finished. All right. So that's the end of the runway. Alexandria Alexandria was our last look. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then afterwards, Heidi calls out Brayden, Kate, 
Jeremy, Sue, Donna, Miranda. And so everyone else is safe. But Heidi wants a word with Helen before they go in the back. And Heidi kind of gently rips Helen a new one and says, Helen, you are very lucky you have immunity. You could have been out today. It was a real Mm -hmm. mess. And then Nina goes, oh, my God, this was so bad that I wonder if last time you won. And that's because of Kate was your partner. Mm -hmm. So uh, do better. Oh, man, it was super harsh. Mm. very very harsh um and they start to walk oh go ahead go ahead i'm sorry but yeah true like we've only this is like the second week in a row no two weeks ago we saw an kate was having i'm sorry helen was having an anxiety attack because helen didn't finish a dress yes right so i think it's hard i'm not sure if i would qualify it as harsh or maybe i'm harsh but i would just say it's direct on yeah. what Helen needs to pay attention to. It may not be yes. what Helen wants to hear. Yes. Um, but I also think, come on, you know how the show goes. It's season 12. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally agree with you. I think it, she needed to hear it. And I can see it as like coming from a place of love and we want you to do well. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think with Nina saying, uh, now I think that maybe you only did well because of Kate. Right. That, to me, that was like, oh, yeah that's harsh but also true and kind of fair because they've only seen her do good work when she was paired up with someone right so that yeah you know man not wrong you know it was harsh but not wrong yeah um and before they go on sandro has a question and he goes i would love some notes and comments and uh they're all shocked, but Zach Posen is like, I'll play. Why? I'll play Why do you. you validate this? Can I just say, so I wrote out, I wrote down um, most of it because it was crazy. Zach Posen, out of nowhere and over the better judgment of everyone else in the panel who just gave him the evil eye and be like, how dare you demand of us mm-hmm. something that we are not, um, that you are not, um, uh, that we we didn't give you the privilege of? I don't know. What am I saying? Anyway, so Zach goes, it looked like someone went home with a man in an evening gown and then came back with a tie attached to her and half her dress was wrapped. It looked like the walk of shame after an award show. It looked like it just went on and on. <laughs> None. And so Sandra's like, so uh, besides the fact that I only had like 11 hours to make this, she's like, oh, the construction wasn't impressive, but she looked like a wannabe princess who barely missed the worst dress list. And then she went home with the man and now she is on the worst dress list. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he just like kept going. <laughs> and then Heidi, Heidi tries to kind of put everything to the end because she's like, uh, excuse me, you know, you're safe. Right. And also this yeah. is you're you're kind of flexing your entitlement right now. Yeah. And stealing yeah. time and also wasting money. If we want to think about this as a production. The rules mm-hmm. are that if you're safe, mm-hmm. you don't get any feedback. You can't demand any feedback. You want a feedback? That's what Tim Gunn's for in the workroom. Yeah. And you spent your time, instead of getting feedback on your clothes, you wanted Tim Gunn to fluff up your ego. 
So that's yeah. what that's how you spent your time, and here you are wasting our time. Anyway, that was my rant. No, that's not a rant. That's facts. <laughs> or maybe it's facts dressed up in a rant. But I think that was just he like Sandro interrupting Heidi when Heidi said or began to speak. Sandro interrupting Heidi was like, oh no, oh my god. Mm-hmm. And then, but Sandro goes on to interrupt to say, I want to know what you guys want from me. Guess what, genius? You're supposed to show who you are. Yes. Yes. That like is that, what that's they why want. You were, that's what, why you were chosen. Yes. You weren't chosen to be given directives. You mm-hmm. were chosen to show us your talent. I mean, so, <laughs> because there's some, some interaction that happened where Zach is like, Heidi, do you want to play? And Heidi's like, no, I don't want to play. Where he's like, Heidi, would you wear that dress? And so he goes, um, I don't know who you are as a designer. It all looks referential to other designers. And Sandra's like, well, so, I mean, I'm a student. That's why I'm here to learn. He goes, this isn't Project Runway, the student show. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, it's right. It's correct. You don't, It's it's interesting that that Sandro would, uh, you know, whatever he throws out there to defend himself or to um, to correct a perspective to make him look like the victim, because at, you know, I don't, I think it was last week where he was like, I want Zach Posen to come into the brother sewing room. Well, it was so off. Let's see if he can do it. Gosh. But in this instance, he kind of like, well, I'm just a student. I'm learning, and yeah. so now, okay, interesting. It's interesting where the playing field kind of ebbs and flows based off of your position. Mm-hmm. But also we have like two awful people. <laughs> and I don't know if Zach Posen is awful, but all I know is that Tim Gunn does not like Zach Posen and will speak openly about how much he doesn't like it. And I, and I, it just is fascinating to me, but I thought I'm like, here we have two awful people <laughs> going at each other. And Heidi yeah. Klum, who was just like all about, you know, just, just loving the tension is not up for this. She's like, no, no, no. All right. I've had enough. Leave the stage. Like, let's just go. Let's go. Yeah. And Heidi mentions very clearly, okay, so you're safe. If you get a higher or low score, then we will discuss your garment. Yes. Yes. And I also felt like it was very disrespectful of Zach to even engage in this and not honor that. I agree. I agree. This is why Tim Gunn doesn't like him. I would like to I would like to believe. Like this is this this is a poor mm-hmm. showing from Zach. A poor showing. To just sit there and kind of feed into this like trap of Sandro yeah. you know, like, just don't engage and also how so quick to come back with this read like just so quick to kind of mm-hmm. dig in and it's so it's interesting because this is something that would horrify me as someone giving feedback to someone else like it was just dirty and it was it was mm-hmm. kind of personal I'm like man it feels more like a read and not um, not constructive criticism mm-hmm. so yeah all right. So not that saying reading is dirty. I'm reading is like actually fun, but in terms of just like he got low. Yeah. That's what that's what I mean. Like Zach got low. All right. So let's go back into the green room because uh here 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 is time for a stupid fight. I just call it a stupid fight between Helen and, and Sandro. Because Sandro clearly thinks that he's correct. Um will not take any suggestions from fellow designers about how to conduct himself in front of the judges um and you know zach posen already said it came came hard for him but 
then I, I think of it as like kind of a dumb fight because Helen is really trying to be the major victim. Here we have Sandro who wallows around and, and kind of like is, is exalting himself as the, the main victim. But we have Helen who's like, no, 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 no. Like I got ripped a new one out there, but don't you understand? Like I should feel the worst. I'm the worst person mm-hmm. here right now. I, I It was way harsher on me than you. And so they have like a victim off kind of, um, and then we're, we get a screaming match between Helen and Sanjo. And now we're at the front of the episode again. So this is where we we, we came in at the very beginning. And I, I, I don't know if any listeners know of this doctor, but there is a couples therapist on YouTube that I love watching um, called Dr. Kirk Honda. And sometimes Dr. Honda looks at <laughs> certain shows that his viewers ask him to look at. And he always goes like, oh, God, you guys made me look at this. All right, let's see what kind of uh, expressions will come out of my face and looking at this nonsense that you guys have asked me to think about. And he always says he's like, he doesn't, he's not exasperated at all. He's very patient with his, his, um, with the people who view his, his videos. But I thought about him during this fight because there is a video where he's looking at a tell all episode of 90 Day Fiance. And on that show, the tell all pre COVID, everyone sits on a couch together and talks to the moderator or the host, the host of the, of the, of the tell all. And there is a video that I saw the other day where he talked about distress and how stress moves through the group based on, uh, you know, if some, if someone in the group is distressed and is acting out how you can see it on people's faces and in their bodies, like how it kind of permeates the, um, the, the, the group. And that's exactly what, what happened here because I think, All of them were absorbing this, especially Ken. And Ken kind of asserts himself as well, trying to stop it, but also trying to, I think, deal with how distressed he was. And it just kind of, it just kind of goes downhill. And, you know, um, and then to reiterate, we get the footage again. Uh, The camera runs after him outside. The poor camera people are following him around. And from different angles, and and I'm I think that there were several who followed him after his meltdown, after he leaves and you know knocks over things. Uh, but uh, you know he elbows the camera, and uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> There's just this huge blowout with Sandra, who just can't keep it together after getting uh really really railed. Um, over the coals outside or raked over the coals outside. Um, but then we, then the show clicks us back into what was happening meanwhile. And it's such a head turner. It's really, really strange to, to get this afterwards. Cause we go back to the runway as if it's a normal show, but the runway is happening while this meltdown um, backstage is happening. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting to sort of think about this, uh, simultaneously because this is where the real drama should be is the judges giving feedback and the the you know designers being kind of nervous as you know how we're usually used to seeing them um anyway so i don't know if you had anything to say about that but about the the meltdown yeah oh my god i i just I was like, oh my goodness, this is too much. This is too much. I I, I live to not be in these circumstances. Like, I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? 
as as the show projects, a lot of people, like I think Sandra feels really comfortable in these environments mm-hmm. that he creates. So, yeah, it was. I was just squirming, going, "Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet," yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stressful. <laughs> I mean, it's just, again, I, I thought this person was, like, super toxic. Mm-hmm. But, You're very wow. right, Patricia. You're... I didn't know. I didn't know how, how right. I, I didn't want to be right. <laughs> yeah, I think when you said mega dangerous, I was like, oh. Oh, I think very I very apropos. I think I even said men- menace. This person yeah. seems like a menace. A menace. Yep. A and menace, because that's dangerous. what bullies—that's what bullies do. Like yeah. bullies who are dangerous become become that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh and I think that was probably yeah. Like when bullies can control people around them, they have eruptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. But then we go back to Zach Posen and you know um, Heidi Klum just smiling for the camera because we have the show must go on. <laughs> and they have no idea what's happening. <laughs> you know, because I can also think about the the atmosphere, the room of being pissed at this volatile um, designer, just kind of being kind of being just very rude, just out and out rude. But then also your fellow judge also just kind of like, come on, can we not enable this? Ugh, please, let's just move on. But we come back to the runway and. Oh my gosh. Yes. So we're, we're talking to Brayden and everyone loves it. Um, and, and I think Nina Garcia says something like, Brayden, I see that you love fabric and you love bow ties. Oh. <laughs> so, because she really likes the texture and we do get a, a wonderful close up on, um, on the fabric that he used. And it's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> It's, just, it's really well made. It's really, it really is. Um, uh, and so then before we go though, I'm trying to think if we have any, oh, right. Yeah. So he, he talks about the stitching that he used and the stitching's name is faggoting. And he was like, mm-hmm. I used it because I thought it was like a kind of like a kitschy f- a pun. Um, and also kind of like a play because I deeply, deeply respect the work that Jesse Tyler Ferguson's foundation is doing for gay marriage. And, um, just thought that in my head of the like his arsenal of tools that he can can kind of pull up and use for this, and I was like, how appropriate! Yes, <laughs> just a wonderful um, just a wonder you know marriage, a wonderful marriage of materials and and um and practical practical use and then concept mm-hmm. and and vision. Like it just was wonderful. I just really loved it. It really was. It really really was. So, um, so before we move on to our next person, though, uh, let's see, we have, oh, no, we do have this. Yeah. Cause I, there's like a little thing here where Jesse Tyler Ferguson talks about like, oh, you know, people who wear bow ties, I feel like are a little extra, like they're a little bulls and loud. And I'm, I also thought of bow ties to be the thing that we sell because I think that's, that's what we need to do for marriage equality is to be louder and bolder. And I was like, Oh gosh, conceptually interesting. Anyway. So yeah, I kind of liked hearing that. Yeah. All right. Next we have Dom 
who explains how the um for from marriage equality she took the logo this the symbolism of the equal sign and played it throughout her dress and says this thing she's like yeah it's just you know simple little party dress for a wedding um and so this is where i did appreciate zach's feedback this Mm -hmm. this rare moment of appreciation because he does pull out the intricacies that are in this simple dress and i think all of them can appreciate that that it that is very well put together and it's very intricate and so well done and also Nina Garcia says, like, it feels like a celebration. It feels fun. You know? Um, I just really like that feedback. Yeah, it was good feedback. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have Sue, who Heidi later points out, because Sue's on the bottom, guys. Like, I don't think it, there's a spoiler. No spoiler. <laughs> Sue's one of the low-scoring right. designers. And um, I think she said something about insects and exoskeleton because we go from talking about this you know two designers who are so conceptually tight with their presentations and and there's just such a like a a breath of fresh air after such a tense moment on the runway and then we come back to sue and it doesn't help that um she's sort of off in her own field in a way and in explaining it's very different no knock against that but it also is very messy and mm-hmm. and I think I don't know who called it amateur, but uh, Heidi, Heidi. OK, yeah, yeah. She was like, it doesn't look like a serious fashion piece. <sighs> yeah, I and I kind of agree with that as well. So then we have Sue's model's face. I don't want to move on without pointing out Sue's model's face, because during this onslaught of negative feedback um the model's face was really kind of feeling it also because she was just like oh 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 no oh okay and then jesse tyler ferguson is the last person who's like yeah it just kind of looked like it was coming out of sea kelp um it just looks kind of sad and then that's where sue's model's face just lost all feeling and just went to just a deep deep sadness herself (laughs) just such an emotive emotive model i would say yeah and that was amazing to me because that's the one thing that sue said sue wanted to work with is i want it to look like it's coming out of the seaweeds or something like that yeah yeah and then so i i i I was sort of surprised that somebody would even see that in that dress because i didn't see it and i was looking for it (laughs) i know yeah you're right like like people were were talking on that but i'm like Because um, I think it was, uh, it is a Frasier quote. This is the thing. Because um, there is a, an episode where Niles' is new girlfriend, this is the, I hope I'm not spoiling this for anyone. This is the season where Daphne finds out that Niles is in love with her. Sorry, guys. Um, but there is an episode where they're sitting with the new girlfriend, or maybe she's the wife now. And she, she says the word sea kelp. And... Hmm. Um, the dad is like, oh, oh, you said seek help. I thought you said seek help. I heard seek help. I, you know, because it's like this, this, this joke. But in my notes, I did write seek help. And then I said it in my head. I'm just like, oh, shoot, this kind of sounds wrong. Anyway. Uh, all right. So next we have Jeremy, who's trying not to cry and presenting Hi. his work. It's, it's, he's still going through grieving and um, offers that 
this was a celebration for his nan and mm-hmm. also um says the name of his model Roberta but, which also confirms for me and also shout out to listener Anna who um pointed out that the model does indeed look like this realtor from Selling Sunset, Amanza. <laughs> and so he was like, Roberta. I was like, okay, it's not Amanza. Great. Um, but I would say that in this in this case, Heidi was very diplomatic in speaking about how uh, the, the, the piece aged the model. So we were talking again about oldness and being old and aging. Uh, but also... You know, Zach is offended by her belly button. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, no excuses for Jeremy, but he was like, you know, I'm I'm just mourning my nan. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. So then we have Kate, who also I'm just surprised that they like this so much, and I don't think they like the whole thing. I think the pants were just so good that they overlooked the top, in a way. Yeah. Even though Nina Garcia says it was a head-to-toe look, I think she really was like, she's like, the pants are sick. And Mm. I don't think she's ever said that. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny to hear her say that. I know. She's continuing her punk phase. Like, even her look, her (laughs) outfit, she's like, I'm punk now. Anyway. um, And then we have Miranda. So I I had to write out her whole artist statement because, my God. Um, She goes... As a woman that was in the military for eight years, gender bending is something I always did because I wore a man's uniform every single day. So what I wanted to make is something structural and beautiful, masculine and feminine. Mm, Wow. Never thought about that before. (laughs) I I had so many issues with that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Please be quiet. Please be quiet. Please be quiet. Like, being in the army has nothing to do with this look. No. Not uh, at gender all! Bending, gender bending was not the assignment. Um, you know, like, right? It was just working with, be inspired by bow ties. Nobody said, do something gender bending. But also, right? I'm like, if you, wa- if you think that's what you do, what a thing to make. And, and if yeah. that's a thing that you think you do, every single episode you wanted to make or have made a pencil skirt. I don't yes. get it. And so that's why I wrote it down. I was like, here's her artist statement. She's and, she, and it's like, she's probably, she says it in a way that I can, I can kind of um, guess that she's said it many, many times, but I would hold her to what is your understanding of a uniform? Uh, what is what is your understanding of gender bending? Sort of like how we would hold Timothy's feet to the fire in talking about being like an eco-friendly or a, you know, a yeah. climate uh, conscious designer. So do, what are your definitions? And I have not seen that in any of your work. And if you if you want to gender bow ties, fine. But you didn't take this opportunity at all to present anything that comes close to what we, what you're saying your your thesis is. Yeah, I Nowhere think this near. is a case where this is a case where Miranda's looking around, seeing what everybody else did and what Miranda didn't do, and then putting some little spin on it. So it seems like there's some relevance there, but there really isn't. Yeah. And it looks, I mean, for me, it's just like I see people do that a lot. 
and I wonder, like, why even bother? Like, you mean why, for why me, bother I, to I, say stuff? <laughs> yeah, why bother to try to make believe you did something that you didn't do? Because you're actually robbing yourself of learning about what you actually did. Yes. Yeah. And so that for me feels like, oh my gosh. Because if yeah. she's, if, because I, I thought she was closer by saying, I do a two piece study. I think it's really trite and ridiculous, but it's closer to what you've been doing is this study on yeah. two pieces. And you could still do something with that. You could still, I think, with a top and a bottom with separates, you could do something new with this, this notion of sportswear that you see yourself as being in conversation with. Like, you know, and, and here I am. I'm on my, already already talk talk because I it's this has been a week of critique with my students so I'm just like I'm in that mode of using all those words but this is where it was just so delusional because I'm like you kind of have actually you know they're talking about Jeremy aging his his model but I think a lot of it had to do with how period it looked um and same thing with yours what it looks like and that's I think that they also said oh the 80s looks so 80s but a bad part of the 80s it kind of mm-hmm. looked like something that you would see on a soap opera in the 80s like mm-hmm. something very chic and very very much for um uh like like some of the older characters or even I would just say like the really rich sophisticated ones like if it was if it were like better made um this is something that they would wear to go shopping or something I don't know like just something but also it's just very very every day but that's sort of what it conjured up for me not necessarily this uniform or even yeah go ahead sorry i'm talking no, it's some, no i'm sorry i just wanted to add uh, you know kind of agree with you and say yeah. it's we've seen this before yes. all the time yeah yeah and there's something that i can't quite verbalize right now but that left me really really uneasy hmm. about people thinking that gender bending is putting on a uniform for work i know it's not no sorry to say it's not it really it isn't I really resented that in a way yeah yeah and also anytime you're working with like state apparel Mm -hmm. it's state apparel yeah (laughs) yeah like so Uh, uh, yeah yeah there was something that left me really uneasy about Miranda like saying that and using that that just left me very uneasy yeah yeah I think yeah Enough said about that, man. Yeah. All right. So I think I think she's the last one. Um. Oh, I did have a note in here that said Miranda's not like uh, she's not making it any easier for herself by wearing a herringbone cowl neck. Why? Ina Garcia Why? hates cowls. Just saying. Mm. It's a bad thing to do it, to to make a cowl neck. Just don't draw Nina's eyes to a cow neck. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's just that. Um, so Heidi dismisses the the designers and also makes one last look at the runway. And I think she was looking at Sue's seaweed train because she just <laughs> made this face. Because it's time for up close and too personal. And Tim brings out the models. While so because while they thought that they were the main act on the runway they had no idea that the real drama was going mm. down backstage with Sandro. So Tim comes in and has to tell Heidi. And I wrote this down too, because Tim goes, before we get involved in looking at these garments, I need to inform you about a recent development. It concerns Sandro. After he left the runway, he got into a very heated, 
angry argument and exchange with some of the designers. He bolted from the building. Boom. He's missing. Boom. We're looking for him. Boom. <laughs> and as we progress throughout the day, we'll give you updates. And Heidi's like, oh, no, this is the best thing ever. Like she's like, has kind of a smile. <laughs> They're kind of shot. Also, Nina is also kind of grinning, like because they don't know what it looks like, but they're just hearing this like delicious gossip about what happened outside, and they're like, "What a designer's missing! This has never happened before. No one's ever like bolted. From... No one's ever bolted. Um, if everyone remembers season one when they lost a model, <laughs> they lost Morgan, but we've never lost a designer before, and so this is just like, what's happening? Oh my god." Um, so yeah, I just, and, and I just, I just loved how dramatic the boom, the, the music was to kind of highlight just, oh my God, this is just, this is yeah. beyond guys. And I love, I love just the delicacy of how Tim delivers that speech mm-hmm. after making sure the models have gotten down safely off the stairs and they're lined up correctly. Oh. Okay. Now's the time. <laughs> now's the time to bring this up. <laughs> Everybody's where they should be. Here's the news. Let's keep going. <laughs> I know he's like, all right, ladies, let's let's continue. Um, anyway, but any is there anything that about this time? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really I, like I, the two personal time. <laughs> I enjoy it, but I never have anything that I'm like, whoa, whoa, you know, about oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I I did make a note that Tim tells on Sue. <laughs> right. Tim tells them. I just have to say, the suggested budget was $200. Sue spent $400. And they're like, Nina Garcia's on what? And then Zach Posen goes, it's yeah. just a matte jersey. So, yeah, that moment was so interesting to me. Where, you know, when Tim chooses to chime in to defend or to. Yeah. <laughs> to, to explain. So, yeah. Um, or the, or the, the conscience clearing of, I feel slightly responsible for I this. Know. <laughs> I know. I love it. because I would be the same way. I'm like, oh, no, the thing that I told them to do, they hate it. Oh, that's my fault. Um, yeah. Because in, in that case, then you still have the Tim Gunn save. So I would, you know, but are, do you want to save Miranda? Because that's where he felt. I was like, I have to say, I feel responsible for what happened with the top. Because it was going to look like some fifties cascading la la la, and I was like, no, 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 you're right, Tim, you're right. Yeah, you're I agree. Right. Yeah, so I think it's still a step up from how it could have looked. Yeah, no, the I think their main problem was the pencil skirt. I have to say, they're all so tired of her making the same thing. So um, anyway, so we move on and we bring back the designers, and uh, Patricia, who is this week's winner? This week's winner is uh, Brayden. Yeah, this is a third win for Raiden, right? Is third it? Third or, or second? I think it might be the second win, but okay, we're only in episode four, so holy crap, that's a concentrated number of wins, right? The first yeah. episode, and then did he win anything else besides? If I look at pictures, but I'm now I'm looking at the episode on playback, so yeah, I'm like he made that, the, the yeah the first episode and definitely this one. I think I think he's won two so far. Well, it, it was worth it. Like, I don't have any disagreements with that. Yeah, same, same. Um, and uh, who's going home? Well, are you sure you don't want to say this? You can ask me. Okay. Dare Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. 
Who goes home this week on Project Runway season four, season twelve, episode four? No one, because Sanjo is a terror and eliminated himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So thank you, actually. So yeah. thank you, Sandro, for eliminating yourself. That was a big gift to us all. Yeah. So Heidi <laughs> goes. Due to his behavior and outburst, he will not be able to return to the competition. All three of you are safe. So they're all safe and also kind of distraught and. I, I don't hold this against them. They've just been through some stuff, <laughs> but I would, I would hold it. I, I feel like it would be better. I w- I don't hold it against the other designers who are back there. Like, I don't think any of them are, are crying over it because they didn't see the outburst. Like wait till y'all see the tape. I don't think you'll feel so bad. <laughs> so if I were Miranda, I wouldn't be like, Oh, I'm sad that I'm here because Sandro has gone. Like, I feel like if Sandro hadn't done that, then I definitely would have gone. I'm like, yeah, so use that as motivation to do better next time. You're on the chopping block, girl. No more pencil skirts. Mm-hmm. So that's Again. all I say. Please. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot to put in the most, one of the most like wonderful parts of it. Do you want to? Yeah, you, you go. Well, I don't necessarily need to describe it, but I just want to say that this episode was so many, con- it's like a tireless charade of contrasts. I know. It's like, the most awful moment yes. of reality television with the most lovely moment yes. of reality television. So that's all I wanted to say. And oh, if it, it makes you, you happy, descri- to say you what can happened. describe the lovely moments because okay. I describe I describe the awful moment. So you can describe the lovely <laughs> moments. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind if you describe the lovely moment too. No, oh, okay, how I'll about, chime in. How about this? I'll start and then you can finish. Okay. So I like what I thought was lovely was that I think it was actually very authentic. I don't think this was planned. Mm -hmm. I think that Brayden was just very overcome with emotion Mm -hmm. for or or by working on a challenge that was working with a foundation that was raising funds for marriage equality. And Brayden was also reflecting on their own um, just you know, partnership with their partner of 18 years and feeling a lot of emotions being separated from that person who at this point is probably uh, as much of um, uh, Brayden's own oxygen as anything else. So I'm sure there was a lot of just separation, you know, like lost there. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think it was all very... um, what I'm, I'm looking for a word that means internal emergence. I think it just made, it was just a feeling that fe- felt right at the time. Yeah. So right when um, Heidi announces that Brayden is the winner, Brayden decides to be very graceful, say, thank you. Thank you. And I think I want to take this opportunity to propose to my partner. Do you want to say more? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, he just turns to the camera and just goes, Josh, will you marry me? <laughs> It's been 18 years since we've been together. I can't wait for the U.S. government to to do it. And I and I think it was authentic too, um, because it was so inarticulate at the end, or I would say like unelegant, or the opposite of elegant. He's like, I just can't wait for the U.S. government to do it. Like just just do it. It was very very pure and very very filled with emotion, and everyone's crying. Um, <laughs> Heidi yells at Josh through the camera and then stomps her way into the wedding party. She's like, I won't be a bridesmaid. And, you know, it's like, ah, ah, ah. it's like Heidi is like this wonderful monster. Um, and so she, so, I, but I, I just, I, yeah, I just, I, yeah, yeah. What a wonderful, wonderful contrast. You're right. A, a wonderful contrast. And then it continues because we get an epilogue 
where I don't really know where this is, but um, I'll, I'll say that we'll start off with the, with the, 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 I'll describe the sad contrast because we go back into the, to the green room where the designers announced to the wait, the ones waiting that no one is eliminated because Sandro is not returning. And Tim Gunn comes in and goes like, sad, it may be necessary. It necessary. is. That's a very Yoda like <laughs> construct. Why, it's a Yoda like sentence construction. Yeah. And then we get hmm. this very sad, sad zoom into an empty, dark workroom and instead of watching the designer clean up their workspace so we're not seeing sandro because sandro's missing we just see that his name tag um where i'm pretty sure some very happy set crew member gleefully like skipped the mannequin over there for like like a, a moment of like bye bitch <laughs> bye and just and it zooms in it's just very very sad but then it opens up into this epilogue moment back to brayden <laughs> um and Brayden is, is calling his boyfriend, Josh, on the phone or on the, I guess they're doing like a Skype, a Skype time on the computer. And Josh is like, so you probably don't have any TV. I figured I should call you. And he was like, no, I don't. Like, what's going on? He's like, yeah. So they dismissed Prop 8, which essentially banned gay marriage in state in, in the state of California. So Prop 8 was a California statute that was passed um, that that essentially just kind of banned gay marriage. So once that fell, that's what that's what they were talking about. That's sort of like on on the onslaught or the, or on the way to other states um, legalizing gay marriage. And um, Josh proposes immediately. <laughs> Waste no time. No, no, no. Immediately, and then Brayden says yes, and then also Brayden's like, "Well, I have a surprise for you." <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you until the episode aired, but I proposed to you. And Josh is like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, really? And they're both crying and cute. So cute. They're I know. So adorable. And, you know, I'm not, you know, not bitter at all. Like, I'm very happy about this, but also just so cute that they had the same, <laughs> same idea. It's like, as soon as this goes down, like, yes, we're, we're doing it. And what a wonderful way of ending, just a full way of ending this episode that was just fraught with so much horror at the very beginning of it. Yeah. I just, it's, it's hard to believe that this is the same episode. <laughs> but it is. And I don't think there's anything that the crew could have done about that. I don't think so either. I don't, yeah, I, I kind of don't think that this was super or overly produced at all. It, it was just... I think this was just a, a coincidence of having a really wonderful and inspiring challenge mm-hmm. and where the designers felt inspired, but also felt it felt grounded in um, relevancy that you brought before was relevant. And then you have thrown into the mix like, a, you know, a like a ticking time bomb of a person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Wow, that was episode four, and you say there's a whole lot more. It's oh my goodness, more. a little bit more. Yeah. So wow. even with Sandro out of the mix, there's still more. Yeah, okay, okay. More. So say no more. Yeah, say I'm no not more. gonna. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. Um. So yeah. So that's that is the officially the end of episode four. Um. So Patricia, can you remind the listeners where they can find you, and is there anything you would like to share with them before we say goodbye? Oh. 
Okay. Well, I would love to share for those listeners um, who are interested in this type of thing. I would love to share that. Um, I encourage listeners to do some Googling, do the Googles and find out where and why the state of New York is suing the Shinnecock Nation. And maybe there's something there that, you know, you might have a response to or about. <laughs> so I, I, I suggest people look into that at this particular point in time. Um, and also, um, I think one of the vaccine, vaccines were just approved in the U.S. today. The Pfizer vaccine was approved today, which what? is interesting. Okay. Um, FYI. Mm-hmm. But I... You know, um, my hospital already emailed me to say all of the vaccines will be available in January. So I'm not sure what this flag means, mm-hmm. but but at least there's some hope here for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's all I want to share. Yeah. And then how can people find you? Oh, people can find me babbling on and on. Um, actually, I've been mostly offline um, for a little while, but I do lurk in the, the Workroom podcast um, Instagram account. I'm there. Um, and I make my little quips and I can also be found on Instagram and Twitter with the same, the same handle, which is, um, sense and sight, like common sense and optical sight, S E N S E A N D S I G H T. What about you, Renez? Where can we find you gloriously on the interwebs? Same at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E on the social mediums. Um, if not on the workroom, IG and Facebook, um, also, just you know, quick shout out to all you Georgian people or anyone who knows Georgians, because early voting starts on December fourteenth. It is election time is is still upon us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's still happening. So, um, uh, links to vote.org are still in the show notes there until uh, we're we're through this thing, and um, yeah, that's that's about it on my end. Man, this is so much fun, Patricia. I'm so glad that I have your fresh faced and fresh eyed perspective <laughs> to go through this because it's it's kind of fun, <laughs> even though it's it, it is you know rife with stuff. But yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, it's just very interesting that this is a season that I stopped watching. I mean, I was busy. I was going to grad school. I was working. I had no yeah. time. But I think if I had seen this season, I probably this would have turned me off to the yeah. just. This is just episode four. I don't think I would have made it past episode three. No. Um, listeners, let us know how you're feeling about this uh, dive, especially if you've never watched season 12. Like if this is your first mm-hmm. time going through it, we'd love to know what your thoughts are as well. And if you have any, any um, if there's anything that we miss or anything that you noticed that w- that's interesting, please send us an email in the workroom at gmail.com. I in the workroom. Great. All right. Oh, so wonderful. Um, thank you so much listeners for, for joining with us. Um, and until next time, we will both say goodbye. Bye. Bye.